WTVB presents a high school sports flashback exclusively on the WTVB High School Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Watson, and we're going back in time to Saturday, June 13th, 1998, to that year's Michigan High School Athletic Association Division III Baseball Final between the Quincy Orioles and the Saginaw Nouvelle Panthers from C.O. Brown Stadium in Battle Creek. For the first time in 25 years, we're presenting the original broadcast of that state championship game with Jim Measle and Doug Johnson on the call. But first, some context to set up the matchup. During the 1997 season, Quincy had a good team that shared the Big 8 title with Homer, but unfortunately bowed out to eventual Class C champion Three Oaks River Valley in the quarterfinals. The bulk of that Oriole team would return the following season, taking the second of three straight league championships and winning the Division III district tournament they hosted. At the Napoleon Regional, they doubled up Williamston 6-3, but needed nine innings to beat the host school 9-8. At the Division III quarterfinal at Gull Lake, a walk-off homer from Corey Luce lifted the Orioles to an 11-9 victory over cross-county rival Bronson. And in the Division III semifinal the previous afternoon, they held off Rogers City 8-6 to bring a record of 29-4 into the championship game. It was a considerably easier path to the state final for Nouvelle. They won the district hosted by Saginaw Swan Valley and breezed through the Division III regional they had hosted, shutting out Frankenmuth 10-0 and beating Bad Axe 10-3. In the quarterfinal at Alma, they blasted Sanford Meridian 12-1, and in their Division III semifinal, they knocked off Gross Point Woods University Leggett 18-8. The defending Class B champs would bring a record of 32-10-1 into the championship game. Now, notice that I used class and division somewhat interchangeably back there. 1998 was the first year that the MHSAA got away from the traditional classes that they had used for decades to classify their tournaments and started using equal divisions based on the number of member schools that sponsor a given sport. So to sum up, the Orioles were attempting to bring a baseball championship trophy back to Branch County for the first time since the 1975 Bronson Vikings defeated Maple Valley 8-1 to claim the Class C championship. The Panthers, meanwhile, were trying to make it back-to-back state titles. That sets the scene for the 1998 Division III Baseball Final, which started an hour later than originally scheduled. Battle Creek Parks and Recreation crews spent extra time that morning getting the fields ready for Championship Saturday following overnight rains and storms that disrupted play the previous afternoon. Field conditions would figure into this game, as you'll hear soon. Quincy was the designated visiting team, so here was their starting lineup. Leading off, right fielder Ryan Hemker. Batting second, the shortstop, Corey Rogers. Batting third, center fielder, fielder Shane Watson. Batting fourth will be the pitcher, Seth Coffing. Batting fifth, first baseman, Brandon Elser. Batting sixth will be the designated hitter, Ryan Callahan. Who will be batting for the catcher, Matt Berry. Batting seventh will be the third baseman, Adam Lynch. Batting eighth, the second baseman, Trevor Mason. And batting ninth, the left fielder, Corey Lute. That's Hemker in right, Rogers at short, Watson in center, Coughing pitching, Elser at first, Callahan DHing for Barry the catcher, Lynch at third, Mason at second, and Lute in left. For the Panthers, the second on Nouvelle, leading off and playing in center field will be Tim Turner. Batting second, the shortstop, Ryan McGraw. 
Batting third, left fielder, Matt Bugioff. Batting cleanup will be the catcher, Marty Minier. Batting fifth and pitching, Joe Fondrich. Batting sixth will be the second baseman, Eric Hammerbacher. Batting seventh, the right fielder, John Rayan. Batting eighth, the first baseman, Brian Knitzer. And batting ninth will be the third baseman, Romayo Torres. That's Turner in center, McGraw at short, Bacchia in left. Manier catching, Fondrich pitching, Hammerbacher at second, Reyes in right, Knitzer at first, and Torres at third. On the mound for second on Nivelle is Joe Fondrich. He was 8-2 this year, an ERA of 2.08, struck out 95, walked 35, in 70 and two-thirds innings of work. Started 12 games, and he's completed seven. So this kid is a horse. Well, a lot of innings. Well, he threw a lot of walks, too, 35 out of 72 innings. That's not a real good ratio there, so maybe Quincy's going to be looking at something. He's a big, tall left-hander. or not real tall. He's 5'11", five, uh, five 185 pounds, but he's a senior. And when you come into this, uh, you want your, uh, I would think, your top dog on the mound. And with that many strikeouts, I'd say the man is there. But he's also got a, a wild streak in him with 35 walks for 70 innings. That's, uh, you know, that's not a real good mark, I don't think. You want somebody better than that. All right, the Orioles, the visiting team for today's game. This is WTVB Cold Weather, 3 o'clock. 67 degrees, partly cloudy skies. Here's the first pitch to Ryan Hempker. It's a call striker underway. For the Division Three state championship in baseball, the Quincy Orioles trying to become Branch County's first state champion in baseball in 23 years. Here's the chopper right back to the mound. Fondrich has it, throws the first in time, and that's how the game begins. Hempker taps out of the pitcher. Started off with hard stuff on the outside corner, then he came back with a little off speed looked like maybe a straight change got him on the hands and he hit about a three hopper back to the mound threw him out by five feet here is oriole shortstop Corey rogers the wind in the first pitch by the left-hander as a slow curve in for a strike he's showing them everything right now that was a nice pitch to lead him off with because you're excited and you're looking fastball and he got the off speed curve across rogers had an rbi yesterday on a sacrifice fly <laughs> takes the next pitch for a strike and there was the heat. I don't know where he walked 35, man. He's been on that mark all for the five pitches he's thrown. 0-2 the count. Rogers in the hole. The pitch. Curve is high for a ball. One ball, two strikes. One out, top of the first inning. No score. We're just underway. The weather a lot calmer than what it was here about 24 hours ago. Wind is blowing in from left field. There's a ground ball on the left side. Shortstop McGraw to his right field. Long throw in the dirt. And it gets by the first base of Knitzer. There goes Rogers for second. And he will get there with a head first slide. Yeah, let's tell you, the kid backhanded and came up and he wanted to show everybody his gun. He gunned it right in the dirt. Got by the first baseman, E6, runner on second. Let's see if they'll give Rogers a hit on that and then charge the shortstop with the throwing error, which allows Rogers to move to second base no I can't imagine that at all it no, got it up in the right e. corner that's an E all the way that young man had plenty of time to throw that ball over there and he just gunder so when, you're, when you come into one of these things boy your first at bat's very important and that first ball hits you is very important you get those out of the way then you can settle down and play a game 
So two base error charged to McGraw. No ahead, and here's Shane Watson with a man in scoring position. First pitch to Shane is a strike. Off speed a little bit. Wind continues to blow in from left field, and it's a strong wind. It's going to take a cannon shot to get one out of here today. 323, or rather 322 down the line in left field. But a lot of room out there. This, of course, the home of the Battle Cats. Next pitch is high for a ball. One ball and one strike. For now, it's the home of the Battle Cats. Yeah, they keep talking about moving all the time, don't they? Big crowd for Quincy. I mean, I just can't go over that. Quincy, I should say, Branch County. A lot of orange and black on the first base side behind that Quincy dugout. Here's the 1-1. Here's a swing and a pop foul over on the first base side on the roof out of play. One ball, two strikes. My car's back there. Well, you were telling me you were driving in and uh, a lot of trees down not too yeah. far away from the ballpark. I took a drive out north of there and uh, had plenty of time. After I got on 69, I heard the first uh, deal about the game being moved back. So I took a ride over there and uh, one person was killed. But, uh, boy, it could have been very, uh, very much uh, more than that. Next pitch is high to watch from two balls, two strikes. Yep. Now you feel bad about the person who died, but... Uh, Boy, that thing was just a little bit south, brother. That's a good hit pitch for him right here. He doesn't want to go three and two on him. Here's the set. And the 2-2 pitch. Runner fakes going and Watson fouls it back. Two balls, two strikes. One more uh, tornado warning story. They uh, hustled us out of the press box yesterday down into the umpire's dressing room. That, of course, be an interior room. The best place to be in a situation like that. And I'll finish it up here after this pitch. Long look in by Bondrich, the pitcher, as he slows his pitching pace. Two balls, two strikes. Watson waits. And here it comes. Oh, and he struck him out on a beautiful fastball in the outside corner. Go ahead. Oh, the uh, catcher set up right on the outside corner, too. And, man, he painted some black. I know uh, Shane didn't like the call. But, boy, if he's there all day long, you got to be ready for that. But he painted that baby. Good hard one right on the outside part about knee high. Here's Seth Coffing. Rogers still on second now with two outs. Bondrich, a very deliberate pitcher. Seth looks back to second, and he deals. Runner goes. Pitch is swung on a drive to right center field. Could be a gapper. It will be caught by the right fielder, Reyes, as it hung up, and it seemed to drift over toward him. The wind taking the ball towards him. Looked pretty good for a second. Oh, he got all of that, baby. I thought it was up, but you're right, Mies. That wind shifted, and it blew it left to right, and the center fielder had no shot at getting there. That's who I was watching, and the right fielder just kind of floated over, and the ball floated to him, made the catch for the out. No runs, no hits, one error. One left after a half inning. Quincy nothing. Second on Nouvelle coming to bat. This is Branch County Baseball on AM 1590. You're listening to the original broadcast of the 1998 MHSAA Division III baseball final between Quincy and Saginaw Nouvelle, exclusively on the WTVB High School Sports Podcast. Welcome back to C.O. Brown Stadium. Jim Mizo, Doug Johnson with you. We move to the bottom half of the first inning. No score. Seth Coffing on the mound this afternoon for the Orioles. Seth has had an outstanding season. And uh, he is the Orioles' ace, but uh, DJ, I guess in this situation, this being the last game of the year, everybody's a relief pitcher. You got it. You got it. He can, he can get five or six out of him. Uh, he pitched two yesterday, but he didn't throw that many pitches. Uh, and 
just depends on how many he threw during the season, but uh, a good, strong right-hander and uh, did the job yesterday when he was called on. It's it's win- tossing the ball today and hope he can get the same result. His win yesterday improved his record to 10-1. and one. His ERA should drop a few points even further. It was 156 entering yesterday's action. Seth has walked 17, struck out 76 in 63 innings of work. Tim Turner starts it off for second on Nouvelle. And the first pitch is on the outside corner, strike one. And this guy looks like he's got a rather large strike zone. Yeah, it's low and wide right now. And that thing, that, that was, you know, some standards would have called that a ball. The 0-1, high and inside, one ball, one strike. Let me finish my story. I started about two outs ago. Uh, as I said, they hustled us down into the uh, umpire's dressing room during that tornado warning. Here's the 1-1. Ground ball to short. Rogers feels, throws in time, one out. So, got that first ground ball out of the way. <laughs> He's got that's over. <laughs> Ryan McGraw will be the next batter. So they, we, we go into the umpire's room, and uh, one of the female umpires is just finishing up dressing. You know, she was all done getting her uh, street clothes back on, and, and she said to me, you know, five minutes earlier, I was in the shower. <laughs> uh, that could have been interesting. Ball one is high. We, we would have kept oh, We have a few females that are umpiring baseball and softball. We had a female umpire working the plate in the uh, Division Four baseball championship game, which was won by Southgate Aquinas, 9-3, to three, over Indian River Inland Lakes. The next pitch to McGraw is ball 2-2-0. Two, two now coughing deals with 2-0. It's a strike. Two balls, one strike. I can't get that. I can't. I wonder why he did that. I wonder why the umpire went across his body, because that normally designates a swing, and he didn't swing it. Hot shot to third. It's by Lynch down the left field line for a hit. McGraw makes a big turn at first. He's going to hold on as Luce gets the ball back into the infield. A single for McGraw. Yeah, Lynch had no shot at that one. He hit that right on the button, and it was fading towards the line, and he got down, tried to block it, but he got by him. they got to give the young man a hit on that. Matt Bogia, the batter now. They... That's what the public address announcer calls him. So Bogia is the hitter. The left fielder for the Panthers. Throw to first and diving back is McGraw. Man on first, one out. No score, bottom half of the first inning at C.O. Brown Stadium. Division three state championship game. And another quick throw to first, and they almost got him. I say he's got a big lead, man. He's right out there to the cut. When you get out there that far... I don't know whether he's got a... Now he backed it up a little bit. He's not out there that far this time. And coughing throws over there again, and McGraw has to dive back. Last report we had on the Borough softball team. They were leading Mason County Eastern 7-0 in the fourth inning of the Division Four girls softball championship game. Outside for a ball to Bogia, 1-0. We'll try and get an update after the pass inning. Kalamazoo Christian in Division Three made it a three-peat today. They defeated Richmond 2-1. Set, throw to first, and diving back again is McGraw. Obviously, they're thinking McGraw's going to steal here. Well, he's not out as far as he was. That one that was real close brought him back a little bit. McGraw has 27 stolen bases entering the finals. There's a high fly ball to deep center field. Watson going back, going back. Now has a beat on it and makes the catch about 15 feet in front of the warning track. Boy, Bogia gave that baby a ride. Boy, he and hit that a ton into that win. Back uh, in Branch County, that might have been a home run, but... 
A lot of room here at C.L. Brown Stadium. It's 402 to straightaway center, and that's almost impossible for the high school kids to reach. You gotta like the way he went after the ball too. As soon as it was cracked, he was taken off. He had his back to the uh, to the infield, and then when he got back, he began to look and find it, and just kind of coasted under it and made a nice catch. The catcher Marty Minier steps in now. Throw to first, and McGraw is really getting that jersey dirty as he dives back again. It's 369 into the gap in right center, 372 to left center, 322 down the left field line, 333 down the right field line. There's a drive to center. Watson towards left center is there. Makes the catch, and the inning is over. Hit that one right on the button, too, but right at Watson. Watson's come up with a couple of nice outfield plays, and we got not for the first inning. That's different from yesterday. No runs, one hit. One left for Saginaw Nouvelle in the last half of the first. After one inning, there's no score. And this is Branch County Baseball on AM 1590. You're listening to the original broadcast of the 1998 MHSAA Division III baseball final between Quincy and Saginaw Nouvelle, exclusively on the WTVB High School Sports Podcast. Welcome back to C.O. Brown Stadium. We've moved to the top of the second in this Michigan High School Athletic Association State Division III baseball championship game. Quincy and Saginaw Nouvelle scoreless. And for the Orioles, it'll be Elser, Callahan, and Lynch do up the five, six, and seven hitters. Both teams had base runners in that first inning, but could not score. And here's Brandon Elster, the Oriole first baseman, to lead things off. Brandon, left-handed hitter versus the left-handed pitcher. You always like to see how they're going to hang in there. Couple of softballs facing each other. First pitch is high, ball one. Elster this year at a 327. One homer, 19 RBI. The windup and the pitch. That's outside for ball two, two and oh. Boy, he took that pitch. That was out there quite a ways. You never know about somebody that's got you a short wide one, whether you're going to ring it up or not. The 2 oh, there's one in the outside corner on the black. Two balls, one strike. Quincy in their orange jerseys today with the black numerals, gray pants. Orange stripe on the side of those pants. The windup and the 2-1. There's a ground ball on the right side. Charging as the second baseman, Hammerbacher. He throws down the first in time. A one up and one down in the Oriole second. Stayed in there on him, though. He didn't bail out. Didn't bail out on any one of the pitches. And that's pretty good for a left-hander to do that. A lot of times they'll kind of give a little bit and step towards first. But he was right up to the top, right up in the front quarter of the box with his front foot. Ryan Callahan, the batter now. He reached base twice yesterday on errors and scored a run. And the first pitch is inside, ball one. Callahan batting for the catcher, Matt Berry. Berry struggled somewhat at the plate today, or rather yesterday. Here's the windup and the 1-0. There's a drive in the left center field. Is it going to get down? Yes! It falls into the Bermuda Triangle there between the left and center fielders, and... It dropped in over the shortstop's head. A bloop single for Callahan. The first hit of the day for Quincy. Right on the fifth, but he bought it. And uh, exactly right. Hit it between the three of them to drop down for a base hit. Man on first, one out. Better now is Adam Lynch. Uh, the statisticians for MHSAA, they're putting Tim down for his first name. Well, that's his real name, but he goes by Adam, which is his middle name. Throw to first, and diving back is Ryan. Yeah, don't call him Tim. It's Adam. (laughs) 
Callahan just saw all he had was a one-way lead. That means he's out there and he's leaning back towards the bag. He's not going anywhere. He just wanted to see what kind of a move. And, and Lynch bunts in front of the plate. Pitcher has to field. One play to first base. High pass! Safe! First and second one out. That should be E1. Yeah, high throw. Sacrifice. Up and down, up and down too slow, though. He should give Lynch a sacrifice there yep. in E1. That's exactly what it'll be. Because he went to the, he went to first base with it. So, a couple of errors for Nouvelle in the first couple of innings. Quincy could not take advantage of a boo-boo in the first inning. Let's see if they can make the Panthers pay here in the second. Got a bad place to come back with another bump. Trevor Mason, the batter. Callahan on second. Lynch on first. Third base is back a little bit. And he squares the bunt, and he takes it inside, ball one. They got the pitcher covering. They got the pitcher doing everything. First baseman's in a little bit. Second baseman cheats towards first. Shortstop's got to hold the runner on. The third staying home. And the shortstop's not holding him on very good for having this, uh, this alignment. Set by Fondrich. He delivers. Oh, there's a bunt. It's in the air. It's a foul ball on the first base side. Yeah, he Ooh, tried boy. to sneak one over the first baseman's head. You don't want to do that, man. Don't get too fancy. Nope. He saw the first baseman coming hard. He thought if he could dump one over his head that he might get it in there for a hit. But the second baseman was doing a nice job covering. One ball, one strike on Trevor Mason, the Orioles' second baseman. Runners on first and second for the Birds. One out, no score, top of the second. Here's the set. Something's on here with the defense. Here comes the first baseman. And he's going to swing and chops it back to the pitcher. He'll go to second. Late throw, safe. Everybody is safe. Bases loaded, one out for the hot-hitting Corey Luke. Okay, he turned and he just nonchalanted that, baby. He gets, uh, gets a fielder's choice on that. Mason yep. does, but um, that's, that's nonchalant. Coach has seen enough of this action. He's bringing them all together. Dave Checkley out of the Devell dugout, as mentioned during the pregame. Coach Checkley with three state championships to his credit with Hillman. He's in his first year at second on Nouvelle. So he knows something about these championship games. And you wonder, you know, Nouvelle's defending champions in Division III. They're, they've been here before, but right now it's the Orioles playing with the poise and confidence. You don't think about now you're set up. you got bases jammed with one out. You need to get a fly ball. Uh, I can't imagine them squeezing because it's a force out at the plate rather than a tag out. Uh, and Corey's just got a hot bat right now, and he can get the ball into the air to the outfield. Got good speed down at third. He get a sacrifice flying a run. The set, loose weight. Here's the pitch. Ground ball on the left side is slowly a hit to short. Yeah, it only has one play to first base. It's off the bag, but the tag is made on loose. The run scores, and Quincy grabs a one-nothing lead. Now, shortstop, second base is playing deep for the double play or average depth. Third and first were in, and he hit it to the shortstop. Wasn't going to get the play at first, or wasn't going to get the play at home, and he basically looked at second, had no shot there, and then made a wide throw. Thank goodness it was on the inside of first base for uh, the Panthers. And he puts the tag on it. But uh, second and third with one out, or two outs. Two outs now. The batter is Ryan Hemker, and he swings and fouls it off on the first base side, strike one. So on the ground ball by Moose, Callahan scores. Lynch moves to third. Mason is now on second, two outs. 
an RBI for that. He's right. McGraw, the shortstop, they say, get the sure out, and that's what he did. He did not have a play anywhere else. Hemker tried to go to right field with that first pitch, and it was there. He just didn't get all of it. Right fielder's a little bit deep. The one's blowing that direction a little bit. One strike on Hemker. He tapped out to the pitcher his first time up. The set and the pitch. Outside and a good stop by Minier, the catcher, on a low outside pitch. One ball, one strike. He got his whole body in front of that one. Good, nice job jumping out there. Sunshine now at Seal Brown Stadium, 67 degrees. Almost an autumn-like afternoon. Here's the 1-1. Curve and it's drilled. Over the third base is one of the left field base hit. Lynch scores. Mason coming home to throw his lead. He scores. A two-run single for Ryan Hepker. He's done it again. And Quincy leads three to nothing. That was a pitch down, and he went down after it and just hit a high hopper. And it's amazing that the ball bounces that high with as much water as they took, but it got over the third baseman, who was in even with the bag, and it got over his head into left field. And Hemker drives in two more. Thank you, Battle Cat ground crew. <laughs> they must have been really pounding that dirt down after they uh, dried the field out. I know they put in some long hours last night and early this morning to get this uh, field ready. It was... Uh, waterlogged after that storm went through and the ground crew has done a marvelous job getting this field ready for today's action. Here's Corey Rogers reaching an error his first time up. The Orioles have three in and they're still alive here in the top of the second. Man on first, two out, throw to first and diving back. Rosie. It's Hemker, yeah. He was almost... Rosie, he wasn't coming back. He kind of hung out there a little bit. Lonnie got him back there. Lonnie coaches first and uh, Rusty Bird coaches third. Rogers batted 292 this year. Snap throw to first, then again, Hemker has to dive back. Oh, yeah, those left-handers, they're kind of tricky. Biggest thing is that to watch their toe, I think, is probably what a lot of people teach them. Watch that front toe. Runner goes. Rogers swings and misses for a strike. The throw to second is bad, and it's an easy stolen base for Hemker. He's pretty slow and deliberate when he comes home. I'm talking about watching that front foot. He's, he's, his right foot's the one that's going to be coming up, and if he comes up and he breaks the plane of the pitcher's mound, that means he's got to go home and it gives you a little extra jump. Or if he comes up and his toe is pointing towards first, a lot of times they're going to go to first. Emker's 16th stolen base of the year. He's on second with two outs, and it's an 0-1 count on Corey Rogers. Now the set. Bondrich. Deal. High for a ball. Throw down the second. Look out. Ooh, he just barely got back in. Catcher was showcasing his arm in the beginning and they take taken warm-ups. Infield, you can see why. Boy, he snapped that baby down there nice. He's got to have a good arm with the deliberation of this uh, pitcher coming home. You get a good couple of three steps on him before he gets rid of the ball. One ball, one strike. Big run out there at second base. You want to get as many as he can early on. Swing and a miss, strike two, one ball, two strikes. That was a curve down and in on him. And he went down after it and missed it. Three to nothing. Quincy leading second on Novell here in the top of the second. Orioles with three here in the top of the frame. The set by Fondrich. He delivers. Curve ball is high, ball two, two and two. Boy, he just left that one hung out there. He just never had any follow through to get that ball to go down. 
Kind of hung it up a little bit. Hang one of those babies about waist high and see what happens with it. Shane Watson waits on deck. Two balls, two strikes, two outs, and a man on second. Here's the set. And the pitch. And it's a swing and a miss on a curve. Strike three. The inning is over, but the damage has been done. The Orioles get three in the top of the second. Listen to their fans. Three runs. Two hits. One left. After an inning and a half. Quincy three. Second on Nouvelle. Nothing. This is Branch County Baseball on AM 1590. The love of the game draws us to sports. As players, coaches, spectators, and officials. For officials, it's a way to stay in the game they once played. To feel the thrill of putting on the uniform, stepping out of the playing surface, hustling to make the call, and building the relationships which could only be built in sports. If you still have that love for the game, we always need new officials. Register now at MHSAA.com. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. You're listening to the original broadcast of the 1998 MHSAA Division III baseball final between Quincy and Saginaw Nouvelle, exclusively on the WTVB High School Sports Podcast. And welcome back to C.O. Brown Stadium. Jim Measel, Doug Johnson with you. We move to the bottom half of the second, and Seth Coffing, the Oriole ace, now working with a three-run lead. He'll be facing his pitching counterpart, Joe Fondrich, and then Eric Hammerbacher and John Reyes. The five, six, and seven hitters. Coffing's first pitch to Fondrich is high, ball one. Now Seth has got to come back now and realize what he's got. He's got a three-run three, three run lead out there, and he's got to throw strikes. Swing at a miss. Stop that one. That's the hardest pitch he's thrown today. One ball, one strike. That's good that Quincy got those runs because they were given some gifts there. And you take advantage of those. The 1-1 swing and a foul pick back to the backstop. And coughing is ahead of Fondrich. One ball, two strikes. Fondrich batted 460 this year. 42 RBIs and six homers. Seth hasn't shown any uh, off-speed stuff. Might be a good time to throw one. The 1-2 ground ball out the second. Easy play for Mason. Oh, it came up on him. It ate him up. And Fondridge is aboard. He let it play him. He had a big hop, and he should have got it there, and he kind of sat back a little bit and went with a short hop, and a short hop with that top spin come flying up there and got him right in the chest, right on the wrist, and bounded away from him. There will be a courtesy runner here now for Fondridge. Joe Skolnick, K-O-L-N-I-K, I think number 10 is out there. So a courtesy runner on first for the pitcher, Fondridge. And the batter now is Eric Hammerbacher. First pitch to him is a ball. That's too bad because that's, that's a play that he should have made. He knows that. But he sat back and waited it and it played him. One ball, no strikes. Coughing set, runner not going, pitch is outside. Whoa, he's calling those earlier. Maybe that was up a little bit. Two balls, no strikes. Calling that pitch earlier. Quincy on top, three to nothing here in the last of the second. Throw to first, and the runner dives back. Offing looks in the berry for the sign. Two balls and no strikes on Hammerbacher. He squares the bunt, takes a strike, and now the ball gets away from Berry, and there goes the runner down the second. Dave Warner makes a big turn at second. Now he goes back to the bag. Yeah, he got a little lazy on that. 
you get a call strike, you got to catch those. The umpires don't like that. And he's got to look at into his middle a little bit better. And the first thing you've got to do again is hustle back to that screen. That's the way he's back there. And that kid took a big turn. A lot of foul room here at Seal Brown Stadium, behind the plate especially. With the uh, new box seats, the foul room has been cut down in recent years. Next pitch outside, ball three. So this is not starting out to be a very good inning for the Orioles. An error and now a pass ball, followed by a three-run count to Hammerbacher after the Orioles score three in the top of this inning. There's a bunt, coughing, bare hands it off the mound, throws the first, and it's in time. Almost threw it away, but uh, making a fine play at first base was Elser as he took the wide throw and kept his foot on the bag. The man, the base runner, or Nouvelle, Warner moves to third. That was a pretty good play by Elser that time to keep his foot on the bag. John Reyes now, left-hand batting right fielder up there, and coughing throws it high, I guess, ball one. I tell you, they, they got to be high or low, but uh, they're right there on the side. We're right directly behind, and that was the pitch he was calling in the first inning or two. Here's the 1-0. That fastball is definitely high. Ball two, 2-0. Two That's kind of lost a little rhythm here. But the Orioles will concede the run for the out. They're playing back on the infield. There's a the drive to right field. Hemker going back, going back. It's over his head. He gets burned. It's going to the wall. Here comes the man in the score. Heading the second is Reyes. He's making the turn for third. Here comes the relay. They may get him. Nothing safe. A triple for John Reyes. And that puts the defending state champion from second on Nouvelle on the board. Quincy's lead is down to 3-1. to one. Boy, hit it a ton. And... Uh... It got over uh, Hemker's head a little bit. He was a little bit slow to react on it. And then when he did, he knew he was in trouble. The wind blowing out to that way a little bit. Went over his head. About a couple of hops against the fence. Good relay, but speed got him to third. So the Panthers come back and get on the board after Quincy put up three in the top half of the setting. Connects to the batter. Takes a pitch inside. Ball one. One out, Reyes on third, Quincy three, second on Nouvelle one here in the bottom half of the second as we play for the Division Three Baseball State Championship. Blowing outside, ball two, two and oh, and Steph Coffing struggling with his control here in the second. Well, they hit two good ones on him last inning, right at Watson, who made some fine catches. A 2-0, that's ball three. It gets away from uh, from uh, Barry, rather, and coming in the score is Reyes, and the Quincy lead is down to one. It's 3-2, Orioles. Yeah, that shouldn't happen. That was not that bad of a pitch, and he missed it. Got to get focused, gentlemen. Looks like after they got three runs, they kind of let up a little bit. So two runs are in, one out. The bases are empty for now. And it's a 3-0 count on Brian Knitzer. Coughing throws, a strike, three and one. Knitzer was taking all the way. Romero Torres waits on deck. Here's the 3-1. Ball four outside, and that plate may be starting to shrink a little bit. Must be that one was where we got a courtesy? No, just uh, I think a sliding pad. Oh, we got to have a running glove. 
So Knitzer's on first now with one out, two runs in for the second on Nouvelle Panthers here in the bottom half of the second. Quincy's lead has been cut to one. It's three to two Orioles. I should clarify that a little bit. The young man does have a uh, a pad that he puts on. He, his right or his left wrist was the uh, wrap. He hasn't quite gotten to that throw status where you got batting gloves and you got sliding gloves. This is protection for his right wrist, so we want to clear that up right away. Or left wrist. Romero Torres, the batter. He's the number nine hitter for the Panthers. Coughing, sets and throws. There's a line shot to short. Knocked down by Rogers. Picks it up, throws a second for the out there. And no relay for a double play. But Rogers leaped. He almost made a leaping catch. He knocked it down. Managed to pick the ball up and throw to Mason a second to get the force on Knetzer. Two outs. He may have had a double play if he'd have caught that. That kid was off with a crack of the bat. But uh, did get one, and that was important. Got the lead run. So Torres on first now with two outs. We go to the top of the order. Tim Turner, the batter, their leading hitter. He bunts on the third base side. Coughing, bare hand, pick a throw first. High, safe. Throw back to second, safe. Now don't be throwing that ball around like that. You throw one away and they get a runner on second and third with a decent hitter coming up. That was a good bunt that time. And Sessa made a great play, but he didn't have, he couldn't get his footing to get anything on it, and he about threw it in the, in the uh, right field, but a nice play by Elster getting up to get it. Turner was fighting for a base hit there, and it worked. Now Torres on second. Turner on first, two outs. Ryan McGraw, the batter, singled his first time up. A base hit would tie the game here. The set by coughing the pitch in the dirt. Inside, ball one. Good stop by Barry that time, 1-0. Oh. There he goes, yeah. He got down on all fours, slid in front of it, took it into the chest, got the ball in front of him. Quincy scores three in the top of this inning. Second on Nouvelle has responded with a pair. Here in the bottom half of the second. Coughing's next pitch is on the outside corner for a strike. One ball and one strike. That's where he was calling him before. That's a good pitch. Wind really blowing in strong from center field. The 1-1, a curveball high, ball two, two and one. That just isn't finishing with that off-speed pitch. He just stands up straight. you got to bend over and pick some grass, they say, or... Make sure you get over anyway. You've got to uh, bend it to waist and get the good follow-through. Time is called as Torres is tying his spikes out there at second base. Now we're ready to go. Two balls, one strike, two outs. And a 2-1 count on McGraw. Here's the set by Coughing. He delivers. Fastball, low ball, three, three and one. And Matt Fogia, who hit the ball hard, his first time up is on deck. Three and one the count. A struggle for the Orioles here in the bottom half of the second. The three one. Fastball missed outside. Ball four. Base is loaded. And trouble in River City, folks, with a capital T. Bogia the batter. Second walk allowed by coughing this inning. We talked about that, you know, many times during the uh, spring with baseball that, boy, when you get a three spot or two spot, you want to come back and. You don't want the other team to get any momentum, get back into it. And right now, uh, Saginaw has done that. They've got back into it, and uh, Seth is struggling a little bit. Threw about a 56-foot uh, curveball that time, but a nice stop. Barry with a big stop to save a run for the time being. One ball, no strikes on Bajia. The pitch. A strike at the knees on the outside corner with a fastball. Really spotted that pitch. One ball, one strike. Yeah, Matt's got to give him a better look in that, too. 
he's got to hold that ball there. He kind of picked that one nonchalantly and like it was a ball. The 1-1. That's ball high, ball two, and Bogia will be very patient in this situation and make coughing throw a strike. Yeah, he's very patient up there because that could have been a hittable pitch, but he stayed off it. The 2-1 curve is in there for a strike. There he was. You see how he bent over and fell towards first base that time? That's the foul through right there he needs. A uh, big pitch coming up here. Two balls, two strikes, two outs, bases loaded. Quincy trying to hold on to a 3-2 lead. Here it comes, curve. It's foul back to the screen. We'll do it all over again. He timed that one pretty good. I don't know if I'd throw him another one or not. If I did, I'd throw it for a corner, not anything down the middle. Two and two the count. There's no uh, transportation sheet from Lakeview out there chasing balls. Oops, there. Thought had an air on a step. Well, it looks like he hasn't missed any meals. <laughs> easy, easy. The windup and the 2-2 pitch. There's a pop-up. Will it be playable? Near the screen. Barry coming back near the stands. Nope, it drifts out of play about five rows back into the Quincy section. And a fan from Algansey Township caught that one. <laughs> I don't think they get to keep those balls, so you got to get nah, them back. throw it back in there. Uh, the one girl showing how she caught it or missed it. I'm not quite sure Looks like Tanner with uh, Bud, Mike Bud. Another 2-2 pitch coming. Hey, you betcha. Looks like an off-speed pitch, and it totally throws Bogia. Yeah, he didn't like that at all, but maybe that was there. Two runs for second on Neville. On two hits, three left. After two innings of play, Quincy three, second on Neville two. This is Branch County Baseball on AM 1590. You're listening to the original broadcast of the 1998 MHSAA Division III baseball final between Quincy and Saginaw Nouvelle, exclusively on the WTVB High School Sports Podcast. We move to the top of the third inning. Quincy leading Saginaw Nouvelle 3-2, and it's the heart of the order for the Orioles coming up. Three, four, and five hitters, Watson, Coffing, and Elser. And we got some more folks from Branch County here today, DJ. You were pointing them out to me during the break. Matt McDonald and his dad sitting down there. Luddy walked by. Dan the man. Mr. Quincy. First pitch to Watson. A check swing and he went too far. Strike one. Yeah, he really fooled him with that pitch. Well, you gave him two. Now you got to come back and get a couple more. Three to two Quincy as we play the top of the third at C.O. Brown. The pitch. Watson takes high. One ball, one strike. Well, I wonder if Mr. Ludlow will do that uh, cheer later on, <laughs> like he does at the basketball oh, game. He used to be so great to watch him do that. Cigars go flying all over. He doesn't smoke them anymore, so it's not as exciting. Foul ball but out of play. First base side, back into the parking lot. Don't get that car of yours yet. Better not. Mr. Crabtree wouldn't appreciate that, having to replace my windshield. One and two to count. They set up on the outside corner. Here it comes, and it's a fastball outside, two and two. Well, hey, Doug was right in that Wings Star Series. He told me, hey, it means Wings and Six. Oh, yeah. Here's the two-two. That's outside, ball three, three and two. I lost five bucks Tuesday to my little boss, Javisi. I told him Shanahan would score. Shanahan's hurt. He's not down on the corners banging around like he usually does, and he didn't score. He had a lot of chances, didn't score. The 3 oh. 2 is swung on and missed, and Shane may have gone after ball four right there. Has a high pitch. 
High pitch. Don't want to go after that, baby. The one out in the Oriole third as Novell's Bondrich retires the leadoff man. Here's Seth coughing. Seth drilled one to right center that hung up and allowed the right fielder, Reyes, to make a catch in the first inning. That happened with Corey Rogers on second. The first pitch to Seth is inside ball one. He's leading him off with a curveball right now, and he uh, didn't get that one over. The 1-0. That's in for a strike. One ball, one strike. We're in a different booth today than we were yesterday, so we have a clear view of first base. The windup in the 1-1 pitch. That is a strike. One ball, two strikes. He drilled that one in there. One and two the count. One out, nobody on. Three to two, Quincy here in the top of the third. Bondrich rocks and fires. Coughing drills it down the right field line. It's drifting foul. And the count remains one and two. Good crowd on hand. Novelle also with a pretty good contingent of fans. A lot of folks sticking around from earlier games. We also have some fans here. I saw Celine's uh, players walking in here earlier. They're playing for the Division I championship tonight against Midland or later on. There's a drive out the right center field, and this one is going to hang up again and allow Reyes to make the catch. So Seth has hit two on the button, but he's got nothing to show for it. Yeah, he can't be, you know, he can't be unhappy about that. That was a good pitch down, and he went after it and drilled the ball like you said on the line and just kind of wind just kept keep pushing it out there to the right fielder to catch. So two outs, nobody on. Brandon Elster, the batter. Bondrich fires in the dirt, ball one. Orioles score three in the top of the second. Back it on Nouvelle, came back with two in the bottom half of the second. They're playing for the Division Three state championship in baseball for the state of Michigan. And the pitch is a strike, one ball, one strike to Elster. I like, I like the way this kid stands in there on the left-hander. They set up an inside target, the 1-1. One, one. Look out! Has to duck out of the way of that fastball, 2-1. <laughs> Partly cloudy skies at the ballpark, 67 degrees. Sunshine right now. Wind continues to blow in, the 2-1. Curve is in for a strike, 2-2. Two two. Gave up on that one a little bit. Thought it was going to go to the outside and stayed right there on the corner. He's got to take that pitch to left center field. They're planning to pull. He's on uh, the center fielder's on the right side of second. Here's the one-two. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Good so, inning for them that, that inning. Well, nothing doing for the Orioles in the top of the third. No runs, no hits, nobody left after two and a half innings. It's still Quincy three, second on Nivelle two. And you're listening to Branch County Baseball on AM 1590. You're listening to the original broadcast of the 1998 MHSAA Division III baseball final between Quincy and Saginaw Nouvelle, exclusively on the WTVB High School Sports Podcast. Welcome back to C.O. Brown Stadium. Jim Measle, Doug Johnson. We move to the bottom half of the third inning. Quincy leading Saginaw Nouvelle 3-2 to two in this Division Three state baseball championship game. Marty Minier leads it off for Nouvelle, and he fouls it back to the screen. Strike one. Marty fly to center his first time up. Get the ball hard, but Watson was there to make the catch. Swing and a miss on a high hard one, 0-2. That's two high ones he went after. One was a curve, and that was a hard hard one. 
challenge, challenge him up there again if he likes that pitch. The old two, swing and a miss. <laughs> yeah. He heard you. <laughs> he likes to go for that high one up there. Throw him another one. Throw it inside a little bit more, but don't get it out over the plate. DJ was flashing Seth the, uh, the one sign there. Give him that fastball. Tell you, you love those guys that like to swing at those hard ones up there because you know if they get them and they're out of the strike zone, they're probably going to pop them up or foul them off. Then you're setting them up for that good hook coming at them. Joe Feinrich, the batter, and he takes a strike, and Seth appears to be uh, settling down after a very rocky second inning. Yeah, he got that curveball over. That's a nice pitch on the outside corner. Here's the 0-1, and it's high for a ball. Feinrich reached base on an error that started the two-run uprising for Nouvelle last frame. One ball, one strike. One out, nobody on. The pitch. High fly ball going out of play, third base side. Lynch giving chase, but it's a hopeless pursuit, and it drops into the stands. One ball, two strikes. Well, that's got him pretty well set up. I mean, he's thrown the curve for a strike. He just threw a fastball that he didn't quite get around on. Uh... I don't think I'd put anything close. Here's the one-two. There's a ground ball off the second. Another chance for Mason. He gobbles it up this time and throws down the first in time for the out. Two up and two down in the Panther third inning. He was more relaxed on that when the ball was coming at the right speed. It wasn't going to be any big hop. Stayed right there with his chin on his chest and looked it right into the glove. Made a nice play. Nice pitch by Seth, too. Down on the knees. Beat it right into the ground. Eric Hammerbacher, the batter. He sacrificed his first time up. Quincy leading 3-2 here in the bottom half of the third. Two outs and nobody on. First pitch low. Ball one. Well, congratulations to Burroughs girls softball team. They have won another state championship. They win the Division Four crown today. 10-0 over Mason County Eastern. Is that Becky's last game? Seems like she's been over there forever. Hammerbacher takes it low, 2-0. Becky Gray, Danny Gray's daughter. She must be a senior by now. Next pitch is ball three, three and oh. I've been at leg four years, and uh, I know my last year at leg, I, I did a district over there, and she was a freshman chucker. She's a senior. Yeah. Yep. Right. There's a strike, three balls, one strike to Hammerbacher. Batting with two outs and nobody on here in the last of the third. He's taking that one all the way. Wind up and the 3-1 pitch, and it's inside and nearly hit him. Hammerbacher gets a walk with two outs. And that's the third walk allowed by coughing. Well, you don't like to lose those kind. I don't know if he's much of a hitter or not, but he sure didn't look like it. Jumpy, jittery. John Reyes, the batter now. He tripled in a run in the second inning and later scored on a wild pitch. Head, right? Yep. This is the guy who cranked one the right field earlier. I think somebody just told him to back up a tad. He just took a couple of steps back. And the wind's blowing that direction again, too. Two outs and a man on first. Quincy on top, 3-2 to two, over Saginaw Nouvelle, the defending state uh, Division Three champion. Throw to first and diving back is Hammerbacher. He sets the ball down. He might have a chance to pick them to pick him off. Up down, he was up high a little bit on that one. The set. And a throw to first, and it's closer this time. Hammerbacher just barely got back in. Now, Reyes back in the box. Left-hand batter waits. And on first two outs. Here's the set by Coffing. And the pitch to the plate. Runner goes. Ground ball to the first base. And, oh, it takes a bad hop and it goes through. Elser's legs in the right field. 
Hammerbacher Hammerbacher rounding third. He's coming home. Throw to second. Fast throw gets away. Hammerbacher scores. Nobody's covering third. Throw to third now, and they get him at third. That was a wacky play. Hammerbacher scores. Reyes is out of third. But we got ourselves a tie ball game. And a bad break for the Orioles. It looked like that ball hit the edge of the grass where the grass meets the infield dirt and it went through Elzer's leg. Hammerbacher scores in the play. Reyes out at third after all that. So they get one run on, I would assume, no hits and nobody left. That's got to be an error going through his leg. After three innings of play, we're tied 3-3. You're listening to Branch County Baseball on AM 1590. You're listening to the original broadcast of the 1998 MHSAA Division III baseball final between Quincy and Saginaw Nouvelle, exclusively on the WTVB High School Sports Podcast. Well, it's a brand-new ball game now. Three, three times we move to the top of the fourth inning. Ryan Callahan leads it off for the Orioles, and he takes it high, ball one. Callahan single and scored in the second inning. Well, we got to get it going again here. Well, if uh, your catcher's your leader, and I think he took charge when uh, the Orioles came off the field because he was screaming at the top of his lungs, and, and Lonnie started to enter the huddle and just kind of backed away and let old Matt take charge and hold some court down there, so maybe we'll see some action. And Callahan leads things off, and now the plate moving around on Novell pitcher, Podrich, as it's a 3-0 count on Ryan Callahan. Boy, this drives coaches nuts. <laughs> Just tie it up, and then you come out and possibly walk the first guy coming up. Callahan takes all the way and takes a strike. Three balls, one strike. Now the windup and the 3-1. It's high ball four. Callahan draws a leadoff walk. Man. But I tell you, man, that's why baseball guys get out and they get heavy and they lose their hair. <laughs> oh, so that explains it, huh? Yeah. You thought it was a gene problem, didn't you? <laughs> First walk issued by Fodrich. Well, let's see if the Orioles can get something on the board here. They jumped out to a 3-0 lead, but uh, gave it right back. couple of errors. An error in the second, and a couple of errors in the third as the Panthers were given a gift wrap run to tie the game. Scoring the bunt, Lynch. He bunts his foul behind the plate, strike one. Got to get that down, son. That's how Quincy got out going before. They had a guy to lead off runner, and they bunted, misplayed it, bunted again, misplayed it. Got three runs in it. Got everybody moving. He might want to try to slap one through the second base if the first baseman starts coming, second baseman moving. They stayed home that time. Oh, Good and a play line. Throw to first, Callahan dives back. Yeah. That's a setup. 3-3 three, three tie, top of the fourth inning. Callahan on first with nobody out. One strike on Adam Lynch. Here's the set. And he's not bunting, takes it high, throw to first. Look out, he is safe. Wow. I thought for a second that blue was going to punch him out. But he wanted to go. He wanted to go up with the right hand, but I thought he was safe. It was a high throw, and he got there. And the umpire pointed that he tagged him on the leg, and that's maybe why uh, Callahan was able to get back, and Callahan was shaken up on that play. Yeah, he jumped in there pretty good, and it's uh, 
shoulder. Also, maybe the young man, when he went to tag him, came down on his shoulder, but he's okay. He's going to stay in the ball game. Here's where you hope you got a kid with some good bat control up there. I mean, that second, all you got to do is just hit the ball easily, and that's going to roll into right field if it gets by the pitcher, and the first baseman's charging. The second baseman's on the bag. It's wide open right there, and if you can control it and just hit something easily on the ground, you're going to have a base hit like right now. Not funny, and there's a drive down the right field line. It's a foul ball. That's <laughs> what he's trying to do. That's what he's trying to do. Now you can't be as choosy with two strikes on you. Now you got to just hit the ball. One and two, the count on Lynch. Callahan on first, thanks to a leadoff walk in the top of the fourth inning. Game is tied 3-3. Quincy scores three in the second. Back it on to Velking back with two in the second and one in the third. The set by Fondrich. He delivers. Outside it in the dirt. Good stop by Minier. Two balls, two strikes. Big crowd on hand here at Seal Brown Stadium for this one. Big pitch right here. Two and two the count. Trevor Mason waits on deck. The set and the 2-2. Swing and a drive to right field. It's going to hang up the hole. Reyes comes in and goes right, over his head. Play it's going all the way to the wall. Heading for third is Callahan. Are they going to wave him? He gets the green light. Here he comes. Throw the plate is up the line. Callahan scores. Block is away. Here comes Lynch coming in the score. The Orioles lead. Five to three. Listen to this crowd. Got to be a triple in an air. That wind's blowing to right, and the ball was fading towards the line. He misplayed it, but he didn't touch it. Got to be triple in a throwing air by the, the second baseman on the relay. Toledo. The thrill of minute with this team. <laughs> so two runs are in. The Orioles have a two-run lead. Five to three. Trevor Mason the batter. And he pops it up on the infield. Pitcher comes in. Fondrich catches it between the plate and the mound. One out. Jammed him. Jammed him with a fastball. Jam sandwich there. No peanut butter. Yeah. Here we go. That's the way to get aggressive on it. You know, you're going to start swinging at that pitch. You got the lead. You got him down a little bit. Good pitch. He just didn't get quite get around on it. First pitch to Corey Luce is inside for a ball. And our scoreboard operator is totally lost. There we go now. Want to know the count. Yeah, but he still hasn't put up a uh, air on the throw. I think he's a couple of hits behind here. There's a ground ball Base over it. the head of the third base of Torres down the left field line, and Luce has another hit. <laughs> Corey Luce. And Quincy fans say Corey Luce for president. I'd go for him. <laughs> I hopper again. Over the third baseman, about a foot inside of the line. They really, the left fielder played it well to hold him for a single. They really must have pounded that dirt down after the storm yesterday. It must be hard in front of home plate. So loose on first with an out. Go to first. He's back standing up. It was a token toss by Fondrich. Top token lead. He was only off there like about two steps. Ryan Hempker, the batter now. Ryan has a two-run RBI single in this game. He has one for two. Five to three, Quincy, top of the fourth. 
There's a oh. drive out the left center field. That one's well tagged. Going back is Pagia, and he makes it over the shoulder catch in front of the warning track. Can't bring back the first base is loose. He hammered it. Hammered it pretty good on that one. A nice catch. And Corey did a great job of base running. He went all the way down to second base and didn't stand, didn't touch it, but he got down there just uh, ready to turn and come back if he made the catch, which he had plenty of time to do because he knew he couldn't throw him out. But if he dropped it, he had a chance of going to third or even possibly scoring if it gets over his head. That was a great base running right there. Here's Corey Rogers. He's reached base on an error and struck out. Well, he's 0 for 2 in this game. Loose on first with two outs. And they got him picked yeah. off. Here's the first baseman, Knitzer, throwing to the shortstop. He drops the ball. Now Lewis is still hung up. He dies in the second. He's safe. As and the shortstop's hurt. McGraw couldn't pick the ball up. He's hobbling back to his position, and Lewis is on second with two outs after all that. He went to plan himself, and his leg gave way. Whether he uh, pulled a inside and maybe a groin muscle or something, but he seems to be okay. He's walking around, but his foot went out from under him. When his foot went out from him, he kicked the ball further away from him. I thought they had him dead nuts at second on the, uh, on the first play for sure. But uh, then the second play, too, he, he went towards the bag. But that's when he kicked the ball when he, his feet went off underneath him. All right. Rogers waits. The pitch is in for a strike 0-1. Sun has gone behind the clouds now at C.O. Brown Stadium. 0-1 on Rogers. Loose in scoring position on second with two outs. 5-3 Quincy in the top of the fourth. Fondridge sets, and he delivers. Ground ball up the middle, off of Fondridge's glove. McGraw charges on the grass, field, throws in time. Nice play. Great play by the shortstop. He didn't act hurt there, did he? No, he <laughs> made a fine play at the end of the inning, but the Orioles put two up on the board. Two runs, a couple of hits, an error, one left. After three and a half innings, we're halfway home. Quincy five, Saginaw Nouvelle three. This is Branch County Baseball on AM 1590. Here are five more good reasons for multi-sport participation. Multi-sport athletes are more coachable. They have higher athletic ceilings. They become better talent in the long run. They have higher sports IQs. Their sports skills transfer. And they are better teammates. Multi-sport participation is cross-training for life. Learn more at the MHSAA website. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Promoting the value and values of educational athletics. You're listening to the original broadcast of the 1998 MHSAA Division III baseball final between Quincy and Saginaw Nouvelle, exclusively on the WTVB High School Sports Podcast. We move to the bottom half of the fourth inning to assist WTVB Coldwater. Jim Mezo and Doug Johnson with you. Five to three. The Orioles have the lead once again. First batter, Brian Knitzer, fly ball to right field and diving and making a big splash. Hepker and he can't come up with the ball. Boy, that's... That's a real puddle out there in right field. Too bad for Hemker. He got a glove on it, and he also got wet. He had it, too. He knew he had it. And when he hit that water, it kind of slid away from him. And uh, they better give the young man a hit on that. They better not give him an error. That was a, that was a great try. It is a hit. So that's the fourth hit for Saginaw Nouvelle. The batter is Romero Torres, and he'll probably be bunting here. The man on first and nobody out. Quincy leading second on Nouvelle, five to three. Hits are even at four. 
The Panthers have made three errors. The Orioles have made two. Seth's got to throw strikes. He probably thinks it's going to be a sacrifice, too, but you've got to throw a strike before anything can happen. You don't want to give him four and put him on first base. Set in the pitch. He bunts, and he missed strike one. The sacrifice, son. It's not a, not a base hit, I don't think. <laughs> got to get it down before he can run. This is a... This is an unselfish act right here, Buster. You get selfish, you'll be sitting on that bench with an out. Throw to first, and Knetzer gets back standing up. Major League Baseball this afternoon. Cubs and Phillies are tied at six in the ninth inning at the Vets. Next pitch is a ball, one ball, one strike. He didn't bend over in that curveball, hung up. Indians and Yankees rained out for the second straight day in New York. And uh, some rain in the Northeast, I guess. Boston and Tampa Bay rained out this afternoon. The 1-1, he bunted at it and missed it, and it's a foul ball. I think he got a piece of Barry going back to the backstop. Got him right on the end of the fingers. So they'll attend to Barry here. He, I would say he's walking it off, but it hit him on the fingers. So, uh, boy, can't afford to lose him. I mean, he did have a little bit of a lapse there in the, in the uh, second inning, but... Uh, they're working on his right hand. Yeah, it's a pinky finger. Oh, boy. He uh, appears to be in a little bit of pain as uh, now the trainer, Griffith, will come out. and He's an old catcher. <laughs> he caught for a lot of years ago. I wonder if they're trying to snap it back in the plate. Now, he, he may have already done that. Oh. Man, that is not a lot of fun. Or he didn't even, maybe he might not have dislocated. He might have Caught it right on the end a little bit. And Barry's walking towards the dugout, and he may have to come out of the game. Nah, he might be going to put some tape on it. Yeah, he ain't out of there. He is still looking at his right hand. It's apparently a, an injury to the pinky. Yeah, he'll be all right. Home plate umpire is over there. They're back in the dugout, which is out of our view. If you were coming out of the game, you'd have seen a mitt go flying, and you'd have seen something else go flying out of that young man. Here we go. Listen to this. Just like in that uh, Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Sun has come back out now here at Seal Brown Stadium. This will give us a chance as they attend to Matt Berry to let you know about the other baseball action in a Division One. A tremendous ball game last night. Celine scoring four in the bottom half of the seventh inning to defeat Detroit Catholic Central 10-9. So Celine right now is playing Midland for the Division I championship over at Nichols. Just to our left. Boy, Catholic Central's been there a few times. Well, it didn't break my heart to see him lose last night. <laughs> uh, in Division Two this morning, it was Whitehall over Milan 7-0. Milan was the team that knocked Sturgis out of the tournament in the quarterfinals. And Orchard Lake St. Mary's defeated Fenton 11-6. The hand is for Matt Berry as he comes back into the ball game. Now the umpire should give him a few throws. He should get a few throws. So uh, Orchard Lake St. Mary's and Whitehall will face each other for the Division two, uh, 2 championship. That'll be at 6.30 tonight here at Brown. Division 4 championship has been decided. It belongs to Southgate Aquinas. They defeated Indian River Inland Lake 
today by a score of 9-3. to three. And in case you missed it earlier, Burl Oaks girls softball team wins another state championship in Division Four. They defeat Mason County Eastern 10 to nothing. Kate Christian three-peats in Division Three. They edge Richmond 2-1. to one. They got a good chucker up there, too. That's the long girl. Front page news, and they got a run off of her. Pitches outside to Torres. Ball two as we resume play here now. Two balls, two strikes. Knitzer is on first with a leadoff single. Here's the set by Coffing. He delivers. A foul ball out of play on the first base side over the grandstands. Count remains at two and two. Quincy leads here five to three in the bottom half of the fourth inning of the Division Three State Baseball Championship game. Two balls, two strikes. Coffing throws the first, then back in time is Knitzer. And I don't know what the heck that noise is. Train. Oh. Well, let's they hear got for, trains up here. Let's hear for Amtrak. Here's the set. The 2-2, runner not going. Ground ball on the right side. Second baseman, Mason Fields, throws down the first. The runner started to go, then stopped, and then moved down to second base. Mason had one play. That was to Elster at first. Knitzer is on second with one out. Yeah, he was going towards the bag because he saw the uh, the runner uh, running, and uh, it just wasn't hit to his uh, right far enough where he could have got it flipped and maybe turned to two. But he did get the the lead uh, or he got the uh, the uh, out at first. The one out. And on second, Knitzer, top of the order, Tim Turner, the batter, and he takes the ball outside, and Barry wants to go out and talk with Coffin. Yeah, this is a young man that bunted last time. Didn't he get on base with a yep. infield single bunt? He is Novell's leading hitter. He batted 500 this year, 34 RBIs and two homers. Boy, 34 RBIs for a leadoff hitter. That's pretty good. The 1-0. He bunts again, and it's a dandy, and they're not going to get him. Coughing. Takes the throw to first. Hangs on to the ball wisely. Turner is aboard with a second bunt single of the game. Well, that was an excellent, excellent bunt. Gets to the grass and just dies. Catcher has no shot at it. And the pitcher's coming in. And Seth did the right thing. He tried to pump fake it. Maybe the guy on second might think about it. But he stayed right there. He stayed home. They could come back with another one right here. Ryan McGraw, the batter. Well, Nivelle comes back. Interesting uh, storyline developing here. There's a swing and a fly ball down the left field line. It's drifting into foul territory. Long run for the third baseman, Lynch, but it's out of his reach. Strike one. Gave a good effort. Thought maybe that win maybe bring it back a little bit, but not quite enough. And this ball's safely foul with one strike. Looks like some soft ground down the left field line. Well, there's water down in the right side. Knees right off the yeah. grass. That's where they take those tarps and and dump them, and obviously what's out there in right field didn't get to the drain. One strike on McGraw, two on, one out, five to three, Quincy, bottom half of the fourth. Coughing, set, and he delivered. It's low for a ball, and the uh, umpires from Quincy who paid their way in didn't like that call. Whoa, one and one to count. Well, just like me on the golf course, Ryan Hempter found the water. The set in the 1-1. Ground ball to first. Yeah. Fielded by Elser. He'll get the out at first. Whoa. Almost took too much time as he touched the bag ahead of McGraw, who was hustling all the way. 
Knitzer goes to third, and Turner goes to second. The tying runs are in scoring position with two outs. McGraw really hustled down that line. A lot of kids would give that up. Uh, Brandon made the... Uh, picked up the ground ball and took a look at second. He had no shot there as slow as that was hit. Matt Fajia takes the first pitch high, ball one. Here's a guy that scares me. He's a guy that uh, took that curveball for a strike last time and got mad. He's batting 391, 54 RBIs, six homers. And the next pitch is high, ball two. First base is open if Coffin wants to pitch around him. Cleanup man, Marty Minier, is on deck. Two outs and runners on second and third. The pitch is a strike on the outside corner. Two and one. Fastball. Yep, yep. You don't want to do much with that, though. Offing trying to get out of a fourth inning jam. Kicks and fires. Outside ball three. Good stop by Barry. Three and one. Man on third. Knitzer. Man on second. Turner. Two outs. Five to three. Quincy. Bottom half of the fourth to three one. Ground ball out the short. Waiting for it as Rogers has it. Throws across. In time. And the Orioles get out of a jam in the fourth inning. And gang, they're nine outs away from a state championship. No runs. On two hits, two left. We have played four innings. Quincy five. Tiger on Nouvelle three. This is French County Baseball on AM 1590. You're listening to the original broadcast of the 1998 MHSAA Division III baseball final between Quincy and Saginaw Nouvelle, exclusively on the WTVB High School Sports Podcast. Welcome back to C.O. Brown Stadium in Battle Creek, Michigan. We go to the top of the fifth inning in this 1998 Division III State Baseball Championship game. Branch County's Quincy Orioles trying to become the first Branch County team in 23 years to win the big trophy. Last team from the county to do it, Bronson, back in 1975. Coach Wada and crew back then. I think Scott Garman was on that team in 75, I'm not mistaken. Shane Watson, the batter, to lead things off. First pitch is high, ball one. I think they had, uh, I think uh, they had a... Uh, Crabtree's maybe uh, youngest brother pitched on that team. I'm not sure. The 1-0. Watson and takes it in the dirt. Ball 2. 2-0. Two It'll be Watson, Coughing, and Elser for the Orioles here in the top of the fifth. They lead 5-3. I think it was. And it goes Dave Crabtree. Maybe I might be. I don't know. A lot of coach. I know that. The 2-0. Chuck Swing. Did he go? No. No, 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 no. Ball 3. And no appeal. Three balls, no strikes. Outfield playing Watson the pole. He'll probably be taking all the way here. And it's ball four. He walks on four straight bad ones. A leadoff walk on four pitches. Thank you. <laughs> what do you do here? You got your number four hitter. You sacrifice or you let him hit away? Coffings hit the ball well twice today with nothing to show for it. He's flat out. Two times to right field. Right, he hit the ball on the button two times, too. I might let him swing here. I'm up two runs. Throw to first, and diving back is Watson. Quincy five. Second on Nouvelle three. We're in the top of the fifth inning. Yeah, but you got Nouvelle out there. Doesn't know how to handle a bunt. They can throw it away and get some more runs. The set and the pitch. There's a little pop fly out to shortstop. Well, I guess we should have had him bunt. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'd tell you, everybody in the world would be a great coach if they could see what happened down the play, wouldn't they? <laughs> so coughing pops out to the shortstop. McGraw went out. That'd be a tough situation. I don't know what I'd do either on there. So one out, and that brings up Brandon Elser, left-hand batter. Go to first, and back is uh, Watson. Well, you had a left-hander coming up next, facing a sure. left-hand pitcher. That may have been the reason why Coffey was swinging away there. Brandon's got to take the ball to left-center field. He could run till tomorrow. Big gap in left-center. Here's the pitch. In the dirt and outside, good stop by Minier. One ball, no strike. Nice throw catch. And it was backed up by <laughs> Hammerbacher at second base. You know, that ball gets away. Uh, that runner can't take that off. pitcher's head four feet. Watson on first. They lead off walk. One out. Following coughing pop up the short. There's a strike right down Chicago Street. I guess we can call it Chicago Street. That's the main drag in Quincy. All right. 66 up here. One ball, one strike. I tell you what, that would have been a good pitch to take the right center. Or left center. Here's the 1-1. No, he's going to deal hey, the first. Might have called a balk on him. He did. You bet he did. Watson will go down the second. And now That's a gutsy move for a left-handed guy to call a balk on him. Umpire explains to Fondrich what he did. He, he probably broke the plane because he's showing how he lifted his foot. If he breaks that plane, he's got to go home. Dave Checkley. And that's exactly what he's showing him, that he broke the plane. Dave Checkley gets the S. Explanation now from the umpire who called the balk. No argument. I'll bet Lonnie helped him on that one. Lonnie, that was as good of you as the umpire over there. Left center, we got another run. One ball, one strike, man in scoring position. And Fondre steps off the rubber. Got everybody thinking now when that happens. Have a slow moving ball game here. We played. Just four innings, and we're already an hour and 20 minutes old. Bondridge taking a sign. The set. And the 1-1. Squares the bunt, and Elser takes it outside for ball two, two and a one. He's just checking him out, see what's happening. Third baseman didn't go anywhere. Looks like it's going to be the pitcher all the way again. Cooling off here at C.O. Brown Stadium. Sun behind the clouds. Wind blowing in from the outfield. It feels a little cool right now. 68 degrees. Here's a turn to throw to second, and Watson has to dive back safely, and a very tricky move by Fondrich there, and Watson has to be alert. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. He can score on a hit, unless it's drilled. Two balls, one strike on Elser. Callahan waits on deck. Fondrich. Now to the belt. Looks the second, deals the 2-1. That's a fastball in for a strike. 2-2, two and two, and you're a little bit upset, DJ. Oh, man, that's a left eye. That's on the outside part of the plate, and it's perfect to go to go to uh, left field, and the guy's been calling those all the time right there. 2-2 two and two the count. Elser Waite. Bondrich. Maybe trying to lull the Orioles to sleep here in this space. Here's it comes. A drive foul out of play, third base side. Count remains 2-2. Two and two. A little slow. A little slow getting around on that one. Don't forget tomorrow here on AM 1590, NASCAR action from Michigan Speedway at 12.45. You can't make it to the uh, track. The set. 
And the 2-2. Curve, and it's a swing and a miss. Strike three. Boy, that was a nice curveball, but, I mean, he had a chance to reload and take it. Hit it. Missed it. Elser strikes out. Watson still on second now with two outs, and it's going to be up to Ryan Callahan to get Mr. Watson home. Callahan has had a good day at the dish. He's walked, singled, and he has scored twice. The set by Feinrich. Looks to second. Deals to the plate. Callahan takes it low. Throw down the second by the catcher, Minier, and nowhere near close to getting Watson. One ball on Callahan. Callahan, the DH today. Orioles score three in the second, two in the fourth. Novell has scored two in the second and one in the third. I'm going to put the watch on Fondrich here. Boy, you can go out for a hot dog in between pitches the way he's working right now. Not from where we're at. <laughs> Here's the 1-0. That's a strike. One ball, one strike. All right, he'll get the ball. Let's start the watch on him. Look at him speed up now. Yeah. <laughs> well, he still is taking a long look yet. Now the set. And after 15 seconds, he brings it. A ground ball on the right side. Tough play for the second baseman. Hammerbacher overruns the ball. Now here comes the man trying to score. Watson is out of the plate. Oh, boy, he made a great slide. He gave him his arm, and then he came around with a right arm to touch the plate. And the guy got him on the left arm. What a great slide, and what a great play by the catcher. Well, there's that aggressiveness for the Orioles, and it almost paid off again. Hammerbacher recovered in time to nail Watson at the plate. No runs in the inning. No hits and a man left. After four and a half innings, Quincy five. Second on Nouvelle three. This is Branch County Baseball on AM 1590. You're listening to the original broadcast of the 1998 MHSAA Division III baseball final between Quincy and Saginaw Nouvelle, exclusively on the WTVB High School Sports Podcast. And welcome back to C.O. Brown Stadium. We start to get into the late portion of the ball game now. And you folks from Quincy who are not here, maybe you couldn't get away this afternoon, had to work or something. Well, the Orioles are... Nine outs away from the state championship. They lead five to three as we start the bottom half of the fifth. Here's a pop-up on the first pitch by Menier, the catcher. First base side in foul territory. It's grabbed by Elster about 10 feet in front of the Quincy dugout for out number one. Good way to start. One pitch, pop-up, one out. Get that leadoff guy out. You betcha. Yep. Coach Cook down there with Clint. He's a... Like he might be playing Bud Barnes today. He's got his camera. Now here is Joel Fondrich. Oh, did he get hit? No. Skipped out of the way of that one. Almost got him. <laughs> Ball one. Yes. It'll hop skip to get out of there. One ball, no strikes, one out. Here's the pitch. There's a drive in the right field. That's a base hit. Hepker sweats and now it gets by him. It's going to roll all the way to the warning track. And Fondrick is on his way to second. He's going to make the turn. Here he comes. There's going to be no relay. Uh, stand up. Fondrick at third base. That'll probably be a hit and an error. Yeah, he hit an error. The reason why it's an error, he came in there. And I'll tell you, it's so wet out there. His feet just got slipping and sliding again. And then when he got over there, it kind of went underneath his glove. And... Uh, 
courtesy runner coming in. But uh, I tell you, you look in a championship game and you look up there and there's six errors. Probably the next one's going to come up. He's seven errors. That's not the way championship games are supposed to be played, but it happens with young kids. Well, let's see. By our count, that's the fourth Quincy error. The pitch is outside to Hammerbacher, ball one. So a man on third, one out. For Saginaw Nouvelle here in the bottom half of the fifth, Quincy leading by a score of five to three. Now here's the set and the 1-0. He bunts it. It's going to go foul. Strike one. He might have been bunting for a base hit there. I don't know. Coach is going back and talking to the guy at third. This sign, perhaps? It's very possible, but I can't imagine uh, why he would go back and talk to him. That's Warner, who's the courtesy runner, Dave Warner. He's a 6'1", 155 junior. I don't know. He might have missed the sign there. There's the bunt. He was coming, and it's a foul ball on the first base side. That was a delayed squeeze there. Not a suicide squeeze, but... Uh, he waited until the ball was bunted before making his break. One ball, two strikes. Now Hammerbacher has to swing away. Well, I tell you, I'd pump one hard right in on his hands. You've, you've, both, both of those have been on the outside part. He's going to try to go on to first base with him, go to first base with him. You come in there, something high and hard inside, heck, he might take a swing at her. Now the one-two. There's a drive out to left field. Loose drifting back. That might get the run home. Loose makes the catch. Here's the tag by Warner. Loose's throw comes in and no relay. Head first fly by Warner, the courtesy runner. He scores. And that cuts the Quincy lead to one. It's Quincy five. Saginaw Nouvelle four with two outs in the bottom half of the fifth inning. Taking out for a run. Hit it hard. Eddie did his job. He wanted to get it to the outfield. Some people think he had a shot at home, but I don't think so. He had to turn and make a good throw. and you know, Even if you throw it away, it's no big deal. But you know, DJ, they might have given uh, Bondrich a triple all the way on that ball in the outfield. If they did, it was a gift. Ball one to John Reyes. They may have given Hemker the benefit of the doubt because he's flipping that water out there. Ground ball at the middle. It's through for a base hit. Rogers dove to his left, but he could not come up with it. And Reyes has the seventh hit for Saginaw Nouvelle. Just hit it right back where it was pitched, right up the middle. So Reyes now two for three on the afternoon. And here is Brian Knitzer. He is one for one, single his last time up. He walked in the second. I guarantee you, Mies, that wouldn't be a triple in the Mantle tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Throw to first, and diving back is Reyes. I didn't know with time, time in, because I know uh, the hitter called time. I guess he is in the box where he's in. There's the pitch, and it's a ball to Knitzer. Had to be a little high, because it was right down the pipe. Sun has gone back behind the clouds again. 69 degrees at Seal Brown Stadium. Coughing throws home, and it's a ball high and inside. Ball two, two and oh. Well, Lon's got to be thinking now. We're getting late innings, you know, and he pitched yesterday. How far do you go with him? 
He pitched a lot of innings last Saturday in the uh, regionals. Steph throw to first. It's in the dirt and a scoop by Elser. Diving back is Reyes. Boy, Elser's got such a nice soft glove. Five to four, Quincy. Bottom half of the fifth. Man on first, two outs. The two all. Ball three high to Knitzer, three and all. And if he gets aboard, the number nine man will be cleared out for the Panthers. As we uh, move into the sixth inning. Here's the set. And the 3-0. He was taken all the way. Strike one. Three and one on Knitzer. Sign of a young man getting tired as he gets up. And uh, he got that one down across. No action in either bullpen. Starters, the other three were up high. Starters have gone all the way. There's a fastball high. Ball four. And two on and two out for the Panthers in the bottom half of the fifth. And out comes Juan Ivan to talk with his ace. That is the third walk given up by Coffing today. He gave up two. Uh, check that. That's his fourth walk he's given up. He gave up two in the second inning. And Juan's going to have a talk with the entire infield. Well, candlesticks make good wedding presents. and No, that's probably not what they're talking about. First thing is, is he asking how he's okay? And a pitcher normally, who's a gamer, is going to say, I'm fine, I'm fine. Just to get him back focused again, let him know that, hey, we're interested in you, buddy. <laughs> we need to have to throw strikes. Now they got the tying run on second and the go-ahead run on first. It's Quincy 5, defending Division Three state champion, second on the bell four. And Torres, the scheduled hitter, and he's coming up there, the number nine man, he is 0 for 2, has hit into a fielder's choice and grounded the second. Kind of a tense atmosphere in the ballpark now. Everybody just kind of sitting back, waiting to let things go. Big moment of the ball game. Coffin's pitch is a strike. Guess he got his attention. <laughs> <laughs> that one painted the black outside corner. 0-1 the count. Had a little something on it, too. Outfield playing Torres slightly the pole. Here's the 0-1. Ball mm. lower. Over but low. One ball, one strike. Missed with a fastball there. One ball, one strike. Two outs and two on. Five to four, Quincy. Bottom half of the fifth inning. Here it comes. A chopper. Tough play on the left side. Coughing. Backhands the ball. Throw to first. They got him! Sensational play by Seth Coughing! Holy cow! That's how you lower your ERA. Field your position, young man. Got a good stretch out of Elser, too. That was a tough play. Turned and got his feet underneath him and then just gunned it to first, and Elser cut it down with a nice stretch. One run, two hits, two left. After five innings, Quincy four. Second on Nouvelle four. This is like that Quincy five. Second on Nouvelle four. Won't be taken any away from us. We're not. This is French County <laughs> Baseball on AM 1590. You're listening to the original broadcast of the 1998 MHSAA Division III baseball final between Quincy and Saginaw Nouvelle, exclusively on the WTVB High School Sports Podcast. Well, here we go, folks, into the top of the sixth inning at C.O. Brown Stadium in this 1998 Division III state baseball championship game. We got a good one right now. The Quincy Orioles leading the Panthers of Saginaw Nouvelle 5-4. It's the bottom part of the Quincy order due up. Lynch, Mason, and Luce. 
And a swing and a miss by Lindsey got tied up on a curveball. Strike one. Yeah, left-hander throwing that curveball down into your ankles. A lot of times you foul them off and they come off your ankles, but that time he never touched it. The old one, a hot shot to short. McGraw backs up, feels, throws, high, safe. Ball gets away, but it bounces off the barrier. Heading the second is Lynch. There's no throw, and he's on second with nobody else. <laughs> Lon duck. That ball was heading towards his head. He hit the dirt. Give him a 10 on that. SBE six all the way. That's their fifth error. That's Nouvelle's fifth error in the ball game by our count. I'll tell you how hard he threw that thing. That's a padded thing, and that bounced way, halfway back to the mound. That's how hard the shortstop threw it. But He's got a great arm. Luckily, it didn't bounce back to the catcher as he was backing up the play. So Lynch on second, Mason the batter, and he scored a bunt, takes it back, and takes the ball. Ball one. Yeah, put him on third. You got Luce coming up. He'll drive him in. Corey Luce on deck. Lynch will hit it somewhere. Lynch today has had a good day at the plate. He has sacrificed, tripled for an RBI, and he's reached base in an error. He's scored two runs already. He would like to make it three on the afternoon. Swinging a foul back on a jam sandwich. To strike one, one ball, one strike. Yep, you got to get him over to third. Big run out there at second. Big run. First baseman's on the grass. Third baseman's even with the bag. Second and short's normal depth. The set. And the 1-1 pitch. He bunts. Good bunt. Off the mound. Fondrich throws the first pass. Roll bobble safe. Here comes Lynch to score. And it's 6-4 Quincy. And Mason is shaking up at first base. Went right into his knees uh, of the uh, the man, uh, the second baseman covering. And when he dove to first, he dove right in. So his head went right into his knees. He's moving around a little bit down there, but he probably uh, got a bang shoulder or something. I'd take a bunt on these guys all day long, man. They can't handle a sacrifice. Hammerbacher is okay. The second baseman who got tangled up there with Mason, he's still down on his belly. Now he's uh, up to his knees. And, uh, oh, he's a little bit woozy right now. He better take a standing eight. He's all right. That'll be a sacrifice, and that'll be an E1, and that's their sixth error. Yeah. And Trevor Mason takes one for the team. He hangs in there. Listen to the hand for him. A standing ovation for Trevor Mason. As the Orioles now back with a two-run lead, and Corey loose the batter. Corey, one for two with an RBI today. Bun again. Bun again till they do it right. Heck, you might throw in at right field. If Mason knows which way to run, he might get in. <laughs> yeah. Now the set. Bondrich delivered. Loose. No sign of Bunny. Takes to the side. It gets away from Minier. And there goes Mason down the second. He knew where to he run. where second was. Yeah. He's all right then. And he stopped at second. <laughs> when Mason got up, he was kind of staggering around like uh, one of those contestants from the uh, bat spin races they have at the Battle Cats games here. Now it's right back on Corey's uh, shoulders again, man, because now he's got to get him to third. Well, get him home. That'd be even better. Same same setup. First baseman in, second and short deep, third him with a bag. 
He scores the bunt, takes a fastball inside, ball two. I've got a feeling the Orioles have a big chance here to break this baby open right now because the Panthers are down in the jumpers. I mean, they've committed six errors, and uh, they are on the ropes. Here's the set. And the 2-0 pitch is coming, and Luch square the bunt again. He pulls it back and takes ball three. We'll take a walk. 3-0 the count. Top of the order. Ryan Hemker waits on deck. You hear the Quincy fans. Here's the 3-0 pitch. And Luce takes all the way. Takes a strike. Three balls, one strike. We're in the top of the sixth inning. Quincy six. Dragging on Nouvelle four. The Orioles trying to win Branch County's first state baseball championship in 23 years. Here's the 3-1. It's high ball four. Luce gets a walk. You got Bunt City now, buddy. First and second. No outs. First of all, you got a coach who's seen enough of this action. Dave Checkley comes out of the second on the veil dugout, and he'll have another powwow with his infield. Boy, six errors in a state championship game. You know what the worst thing in the world is? What's that? You win with six errors. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the other team looks at that and says, wow, what went wrong here? Well, this has not been a crisply played game by any means of the imagination. That's what it's all about. Tenseness. Kids make physical mistakes before you hope they don't all come on the same day. Here's Ryan Hemker. Ryan today is one for three with a two-run single in the second inning. Man on second, Mason. Man on first, Luce. Nobody out. One run already in for Quincy here in the top of the sixth. And Hemker should be bunting here. Towards third, he can beat it out and bases loaded. Bondrich sets. He deals. Hemker showed no signs of bunting out. Oh, wow. How can he call that a strike? A little bit outside, Blue. A little bit late. <laughs> and that's a real, a real weak call right there. Bad break for Hemker. He's in the hole 0-1. Now the set and the 0-1. There's a foul ball back our way, and now he's behind 0-2. That first pitch was at least uh, six inches outside. A real bad call. 0-2 the count. Now Hemker's got to guard the dish. That's what your leadoff batter is, make contact. Now the set. Runners lead off the back. Here's the pitch. And he guarded the plate and fouled it into the Oriole dugout. He stays alive 0-2. Oh, yeah. He knew that was close. After that first pitch, <laughs> he had to swing at that one. He did. just got the end of the bat on it. Mason leads off second. Loose leading off of first. Here's the set. By Fondrich and the 0-2. A chopper down the third baseline. It's a rolling foul, and we'll do it all over again. The sun back out. Temperature is 69 degrees here in the Serial City. Hope you're enjoying the action here on WTVB. Don't forget NASCAR action tomorrow from Michigan Speedway. Starting at 12.45. Very hard. Tough to get a hotel room in cold water this weekend the race. Now the set. And here is the 0-2. Hemker takes it outside. One ball, two strikes. 
has shown him that curveball. He's going to throw the curveball for a strikeout. That's going to be inside because that's where he's been. One and two to count. Corey Rogers waits on deck. Here's the set. And the one-two. Swinging a foul back on the screen, and Henker is really giving Fondrich a battle. He has spoiled a couple of good pitches. One and two to count. Boy, these kids do. I mean, they battle. If the Orioles can get their 30th win of the season, it will mean a state championship. One ball, two strikes. Two on, nobody out. Top of the six, six to four, Quincy. Here it comes. High ball, two. Two balls, two strikes. I wonder if they've got anybody else, Reese. <laughs> anybody down the pen? No, nope. there's been no action whatsoever <laughs> in the second on Nouvelle bullpen. Here's the set. The 2-2 delivery. High ball, three. Hefker has worked the count all the way back to three and two after falling behind 0-2. Now, I'm telling you now, Quincy's been very aggressive offensively. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they don't run. If they don't run. Runners leading off the bank. Nope. Not going. 4-4. Four, four, high and outside. The bases are loaded. Yeah, you can stick a fork in him. You can stick a fork in him. He's done. 0-2. Fouls off three pitches. Two pitches. And takes the ball in between some of those pitches. Now... Dave Checkley in front of his dugout, getting his defense set. You know, they've only had three guys pitch all year. Conridge wow. was eight and two, McGraw five and four, Therese was seven and oh. Base is loaded for Corey Rogers and nobody out. The infield is in. It's a hitter's infield for Rogers. The pitch. It's inside and low with a curve, ball one. He's defeated. All you gotta do is look at him. Head down, just He's just not there. Just doesn't have the uh, just doesn't have the mental attitude right now that you need in this in this position. Mason on third, loose on second, Hemker on first, the 1-0 pitch. Rogers takes it way outside and high. Ball two. Smart by the catcher. And call you're... time and go out. Call yeah. time and go out. That's it. Come on, man. Come on, man. Then you're talking with Fondrich. Corey Rogers talking. 31 wins this year. Come on, man. 32. Let's go. Suck it up. They never read about second place. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Rusty Birch has had his conversation with Corey Rogers. Two balls, no strikes. Rogers waits. Here it comes. Strike at the knees. Two and one. Mason on third. Loose on second. Hemker on first. The Orioles have a run in without the benefit of a base hit here. In the top of the six, the 2-1 delivery. A high fly ball down the left field line, racing towards the line. The Gia now is drifts over, and it's out of play, and it falls into those auxiliary seats which they just constructed a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago, that might have been playable. Now it's a 2-2 count on Rogers. Shane Watson waits on deck. The Orioles leap by two as they... Have a chance here to break this thing open in the top of the six. The set by Fondrich. And he deals the 2-2. Rogers takes it in the dirt. Ball three and a good stop on Minier, the catcher. Full count, three and two. Well, I mean, you got to look at it. anything that's got to be close and just go with a pitch and hit it where it's pitched. 
Here comes the payoff pitch. Rogers swings and fouls it off on the first base side. And doesn't that always happen? We'll do it all over again. And he did that. Pitch was down and away, and he went down after it and just drove the ball to right. You're not going to pull that pitch. Make that kid throw another strike. He's been all over the place. Three balls, two strikes. Bonrich deals another payoff pitch. Ground ball back to the pitcher. He'll go home. There's one out. Throw to first, and it's, it hits the runner. It hits Rogers. Here comes the man in the score. Loose scores. First and third, one out. And what a break for Quincy. As the ball hit Rogers in the back on the throw by Menier to first base. Fundamental. He touched the bag. He should have been all the way out on the grass, so he's not going to throw into the runner. We saw Barry do that yesterday. Pop back into foul territory so the first baseman can see the ball coming down all the time. He stepped on the, he stepped on the plate good, and then he stepped right up first baseline and threw that ball and hit Rogers right in the middle of the bat. And there's another break and another two runs, I believe. One run. One run. Oh, that's right. They got the first one out. And Mason is out one to two. Loose scores in the play. Hemker now on third. Rogers on first. Watson the batter. Takes the first pitch, first strike. And they have charged another error. And now you got to charge that to the catcher. Seventh error. Yep. error in this game for second on Nouvelle. Holy Toledo. Here's the 0-1. Ground ball on the right side. Hammerbacher at second, goes to second for one. No relay, another run is home. It's eight to four, Quincy on the fielder's choice by Watson. Well, Watson's a tailback. He gets down that line pretty good. Hefner, maybe he played fullback. I don't know, but he was, I don't know he's a running back at Quincy. Had a great football career and just gave him a little more insurance. Hemker scores in the play. Rogers is forced, four to six. Watson safe on first with the fielder's choice. He gets an RBI. And Seth coughing the batter. Seth is 0 for 3 in this game, has hit the ball hard twice. And the plate umpire doesn't know what's going on here. There we go. Now he had, first time he went out, he put both fists down, then he put one finger down, then he went two down. You got a counter, man. <laughs> Three runs for the Orioles here in the sixth. They now lead by four, eight to four. And the first pitch to coughing is outside, ball one. All of this without getting one out of the infield. And no hits for the Orioles here in the sixth inning. They have scored three runs without a hit. Ooh, there's one. Coughing drills one to left field. Pachia going back. The win holds it up. And he makes the catch. Whoop. It looked promising, but the win knocked it down. But the Orioles get three without a base hit in the top of the sixth inning. There were a total of three errors. And one man left. We have played five and a half innings. Quincy eight. Second on Nouvelle four. This is Branch County Baseball on AM 1590. Sportsmanship has never been more important between the lines in athletics and outside those lines in our communities. To listen, to respect, to understand, to practice common decency, to have competition without contentiousness. Sportsmanlike qualities are essential components of life itself. Let's all work together to not only be good sports, but good people. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. 
You're listening to the original broadcast of the 1998 MHSAA Division Three baseball final between Quincy and Saginaw Nouvelle, exclusively on the WTVB High School Sports Podcast. All right, fans, here we go to the bottom half of the sixth inning at Seal Brown Stadium. The Quincy Orioles, six outs away from a state championship. They lead eight to four. But still some work to do. Tim Turner leads it off, and he takes the ball low. It'll be followed by McGraw and Bogia. Top part of the order for the Panther. And Coffing nails the inside corner with a fastball. One ball, one strike. You're going to do something, uh, Saginaw. You know, you got your top of the order. You got to get at least a couple. A 1-1, slow curve, ground ball to the right side. Over to his left. Feeling the ball. That's Mason. He throws down the elster in time. And the leadoff man is gone in the Panther sixth inning. Boy, you can really tell the difference when that happens, man. They get in out, they whip that ball around like they're all pitchers. And throw them so hard at each other, and they're just jumping up and down and making that little crow hop when they throw them. And that's, uh, that's momentum right there. Well, maybe the Orioles won't need to have the dramatics in the last time at bat today. There's a hot shot base hit center field for Ryan McGraw. And he is now two for three. He went after the first pitch. The eighth hit for Saginaw Duvel. They have out hit the Orioles eight to four, but thanks to seven errors, they trail eight to four. That's uh, unreal. That's kind of a weird looking scoreboard out Boy. there when you look at the line score. Looks like a little league game. There's Matt Fajia. He's 0 for 3 in this game. Man on first one out. First pitch from coughing is a strike. On one. Get ahead of the hitter when you got that four-run lead. You betcha. And Matt's got to stay down. He might come up a little quick on that one. But the uh, umpire gave him a call. Go to first, and ooh. McGraw just barely got back. You don't need to help him out, though, man. He knows you got a good move over there. Just throw strike. Wednesday, eight. Back on Nouvelle, four. Another quick throw to first, and McGraw gets back. Wednesday is five outs away from winning Branch County's first state baseball championship in 23 years. A lot can happen in 23 years. Runner goes. Pitches low. Barry's throw is very weak, and they almost got him. That guy anticipated that call. He might have been safe, but he anticipated. He had him rung up safe before the ball even got there. The throw one hop to second as Mason took the throw. McGraw safe at second, and boy, there's a gutsy move. Down four runs, stealing a base. Wow. You can't anticipate that, even though the ball's going to bounce, because a lot of times that thing gains momentum coming off that grass and skips in there. That was closer than what it was made to be. Nice the, curve. The 1-1 one, one drops in for a strike. 1-2 and two on Bogia. Nice curve ball. Now you got him set. Throw him anything you want. One ball, two strikes. But not for a strike. Jack Buck would say he's got him where he wants him. And a pop-up foul back over our heads. Stays at one and two. Bang, bang as it hits the roof of the grandstand here at Seal Brown Stadium. Oh, boy. We may be sitting out on something pretty special here. One ball, two strikes, one out, and the man on second. Eight to four, Quincy, last to six. Coughing set. He deals. In the dirt, good stop by Barry. He can't find it. It's in front of the plate, and this will allow McGraw to get the third. Not a problem. Now, that run doesn't mean a whole lot. No, you got to get the out. Seth just tried to overthrow that one. Holy smokes, that, is, that just made the dirt. 
And Barry made a great stop. But he couldn't find it. McGraw on third and one out. Here's the pitch. Fastball fouled out of play. First base side. And Bogia spoiled another good pitch there. It stays two and two. Well, since he's been in there with two strikes, he's fouled off the curveball and he just fouled off the fastball. Get through this inning. You got the bottom part of the order coming up next frame. The 2 2. Oh, he just missed with an off speed pitch on the inside. Oh, the Orioles fans wanted that one. <laughs> but it looked to be a little bit inside. Full cow 3 and 2. Yeah, it was inside from here, but they didn't know that. Full cow pitch. Fastball swung on a drill to center field. Watson on his horse going back, going back, going back. And that ball is gone. Out of here. See ya. A two-run homer, and that pulls second on the bell, back to within two. It's eight to six, and the Panthers aren't done yet. I tell you, he hit that well. That ball was outside corner, and he just took it to right field and got it up, and that wind, I think, helped it a little bit blowing out there. Watson gave chase and kept, kept his eye on the ball and kept looking and looking, got to the track, and he knew it was still over his head, and he was going to wait to play it off the wall. And it disappeared over the signs, over the BFI sign out there. And that's a 369. That's probably got to be about 380 feet at least. So the Oriole lead has been cut to two. It's eight to six, one out. And then you're the batter, and he takes a strike. <laughs> well, that's, that's the one they wanted last time. Yeah. That's the one that Quincy wanted that time, last time. Here's the 0-1. There's a dry foul into the sports bar area, 0-2. 0-2, oh, all right, Seth, now you got it. All right, no problem, you're still up two. That's right, just work him. Make him work, make him swing at a bad pitch. Something close, make him swing at a bad pitch. Get out of this inning and try and get those two runs back, and you're in it. That's blowing outside, he wasted it, one ball, two strikes. That'll be a little closer than that to anticipate it. Tying run is in the on-deck circle right now for Sagadon Nouvelle. It's Quincy eight. And second on the bell, six, the one-two. There's a chopper foul, third base side. Now stays at one and two as the ball rolls into the Panther bullpen. Whole thing about this thing is uh, Saginaw's got to go on defense here for long. <laughs> <laughs> and that's an adventure. <laughs> here comes the one-two. High with a fastball, two and two. No action down in the Quincy bullpen. A Novell bullpen has been quiet all day. Looks like the two starters will go the distance, and now somebody's got to pick up that ball that rolls down in the uh, Panther bullpen down the left field line. Finally, one of the ground screw people will go down there and chase it down. Two balls, two strikes, one out. And here today is 0 for 3. Here it comes. And he swings on a curve, strike three. Barry will complete the strikeout, high throw. Oh, my. Elster comes down the bag with it. <laughs> you see him step, though? He stepped away so that he could have a good shot at it. The only thing is, he wanted to guide the ball in there instead of throw it. You know, and he got it up high, but not quite high enough to get over Elster's head, and Elster made the tag. But the whole thing about that, he got the strikeout, came clear over here to the grass area, and made the throw instead of trying to throw it down the line. Indiana Jones has nothing on hair-raising adventures and these uh, Quincy Orioles. Here's a ball outside to Fenrich. Ball one. He tripled and scored his last time up. He has scored a couple of runs today. One for three. And the pitch is drilled in the center field. That's going to get the tying run to the dish. Fenrich 
trying to help his own cause out with a single. Here comes Eric Hammerbacher. He has sacrificed walk and in a sack fly for an RBI. 11. 11's running. That's the same guy does before yep. Warner. Scott Warner running at first. Courtesy runner for the pitcher. Two out. Quincy eight. Back it on Nivelle six. We are in the bottom half of the sixth inning. Quincy's been out hit 10 to 4, but they lead 8 to 6 thanks to 7. Back and all error. Here's the 7 the pitch. Strike up the knees. Fastball 1 1. Get this guy. You got the bottom part of the order coming up next inning. Orioles are four outs away. Let's get out of this inning first. Here's the old one outside. Missed with a fastball, one ball, one strike. A two-run homer by Matt Regia, getting the Panthers back into the ball game. One ball, one strike, two outs, body skies now here at Steel Brown Stadium. Here's the set in the pitch, runner goes, ground ball foul, third base side, and coughing us ahead, one ball, two strikes. That's doing pretty well right now. Kept his composure after the home run. A lot of times you're kind of afraid to throw it in there, afraid they might jack another one out on you, but he's in right there. Uh, Homer by Bajia, by the way, his seventh of the year. You can see why. He hit that well. One ball, two strikes, two outs. The runner on first, eight to six, Quincy. Last to six, throw to first, and diving back is the courtesy runner, Warner. Come on, let's get out of this inning. One ball, two strikes. You don't think this is... Uh special moment. It's pretty quiet in here. <laughs> it's tense in the old ballpark. Here it comes. In the dirt. Good stop by Barry. Two balls, two strikes. It's 5 o'clock. This is WTVB Coldwater. Jim Measle, Doug Johnson with you at the Division Three State Baseball Championship game at Steel Brown Stadium in Battle Creek. Two and two to count on Hammerbacher. Coughing delivers. The three strike three. Fastball. Outside corner. Hammerbacher. Excuse me, Ernie. Hammerbacher. <laughs> Stood there like the house by the side of the road and watched it go by. What two was runs, he looking at? Two runs for the Panthers. Other than a strike. Three hits. One left. We played six. Quincy eight. Tagging on the bell six. This is Branch County Baseball on AM 1590. You're listening to the original broadcast of the 1998 MHSAA Division III baseball final between Quincy and Saginaw Nouvelle, exclusively on the WTVB High School Sports Podcast. Well, welcome back, folks, to C.O. Brown Stadium in Battle Creek and fasten your seatbelt. If you're uh, listening to us in the Quincy area, you might want to stop what you're doing here for about the next 15, 20 minutes because, brother, we're entering a once- in a lifetime chance here. You can see where all the ex-coaches went in between innings to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to miss any of this. That's nervous. They're back, though. I mean, they just had to go for a walk. <laughs> they start pacing when things like this happen. Eight to six, Quincy. And the first ball hitting by Brandon Nelson down the left field line. Base hit. Just by the left fielder, Bajia. He picks it up. And hanging on at first base is Elser. Now the ball gets away, and Elser stays in the back at first. Wise move there. Don't take a chance. Oh, no. But Gia made a nice play to get that ball back in. That ball almost scooted by him into the corner, and that would have been a whole mess of trouble for Saginaw. 
He went with a pitch that time and hit the ball to left field. Got down, just about got by him. He did knock it down a little bit. So the Orioles have their leadoff man on. In the top of the seventh inning, the batter, Ryan Callahan. He squares the bunt, takes a high snap for the first. Elser gets back, standing up. Elser with a leadoff single here in the top of the seventh inning. The Orioles get their leadoff man on once again. And that's the fourth straight inning they have done that. One ball, no strikes to Callahan. Looking to bunt. He'll throw to first again and back is Elser. Everybody in the stands heard that one back. You heard him yell it. Eight to six. Quincy leading Saginaw Nivelle here in the top of the seventh inning. Orioles would like to get something on the board for insurance before they have to face Nivelle in the bottom half of the seventh. Callahan bunts it to Danny on the third base side. Tough play for the third baseman. Torres throws from the third. Scoop by the first baseman. Nobody's covering third. That's exactly right. I mean, you got the shortstop coming over. The third baseman's got to feel that ball. If he don't make the play, it's a base hit. And nobody adjusted to that. Shortstop stayed at second, said, hello, see ya. He runs by him. He winds up on third. I tell you, these guys got their heads up straight. And whether it's the individuals with the reaction or whether it's the coaching staff, they're in the ball game on the bases. They don't care about the play. They're watching the other things happen. That's fantastic. Callahan sacrifice, 5-3. Elser moves to third. And Lynch the batter. Adam takes it high, ball one. And Lynch has scored three runs in this game. He has sacrificed, had an RBI triple, and he's reached base on an error. They're giving up a run. Look at this. The short and second baseman's deep. Here's the set by Fondrich. He delivers. It's in the dirt. Gets by the catcher. Back to the backstop. Here comes Elster. He'll score. It's 9-6, Quincy, and listen to this crowd. Everybody can move back to their positions. Now you can all go deep. <laughs> because you don't have to worry about getting anybody out except at first place, first base. Well, the Orioles, if they can win the state championship, you might say it was Christmas in June, courtesy of the Saginaw Nouvelle Panthers. Seven errors today, even though they've out-hit the Orioles 10-5. The next pitch is inside the Lynch 2-0. They made a great play on the sacrifice. But they made a mental mistake by not having third covered. 3-0, rather. The next pitch is outside. Ball four. Lynch draws a one-out walk. And where was the left fielder? Uh, has he got a camera? <laughs> I mean, he should, he should see that. And he should run in there and cover third. I mean, you've got pieces. People should be doing things. Center fielder backing up second. Right fielder backing up first. He probably was. Dave Checkley out of the Panther dugout once again. He's wearing a pass between the mound and home plate in this game. This is his last free one, I think. I think he gets three. If you go two in an inning, you got to yank him. I think he gets three. And now every time he goes out, he's got to pull him. Right, telling he's in. Right, telling his players, guys, he can't give up now. Yeah. You still got three outs to try and do something. Can't afford to give up any more runs, though. No, that's that's for sure. It's Quincy nine, Saginaw Nivelle six. One out here in the top of the seventh. Trevor Mason at the plate. 
Let's see if he's going to be bunting. Why not? The way they found him the bunt. Oh, they got him picked off. Lynch is dead duck. Now he runs to second. There's the toss, and he's out. Three to six. Oh, that hurts. I'll tell you what, that's about, the, well, that's the second mistake. That's the second mistake uh, that they made on the base pass. It's the first one that got away with it. Lonnie's saying, all right, hey, got to watch his foot. He showed him that when he came off. And then he uh, batted him and uh, gave him encouragement. Nice and a strike to Mason. 0-1. Now Mason up there. He has hit into a fielder's choice, popped to the pitcher, and sacrificed. He's also scored a run today. Bottom part of the Oriole order has done very well. There's a swing and a foul back. Out of play, first base side, 0-2. Mason has a run. Luce has scored a run. He has also driven in one. Lynch has scored three times. Callahan has a pair of runs and a single. The 0-2 line shot foul on the first base side into the stands. Now stays at 0-2. Well, I tell you, you know, on a normal day, you could say you put it in the book as a W when you're playing like this. But who knows with kids and who knows as good a hitters as they are. you got to go. Check swing, strike first. three, caught, and he's going to get the first as the ball bounces away from Minier back to the backstop. So Mason is safe at first with two outs. Got a strikeout in a fastball or a strikeout in a wild pitch? <laughs> I see. Either one of them would work. Here's Corey. Six strikeouts for Pondridge. But it'd uh, be uh, easy to say his defense has let him down today. Oh, yeah. That would be easy, easy to say. Corey loose the batter, and he takes a strike, 0-1. Corey is 1-for-2 in this game, a ground out, a single, and a walk. He's also scored a run. Quincy 9, Saginaw Nouvelle 6. We're in the top of the seventh inning at C.O. Brown Stadium. Nouvelle will have the 7, 8, and 9 men due up in the bottom half of this frame. Throw to first, and Mason dives back. If Quincy holds on... What we'll do after we sign off, we'll go down and get some post-game comments from Lonnie and some of the players, and then we'll be back on the air uh, a few minutes after the post-game. Now they got another guy picked off. Now they throw back to the shortstop, throw back to first, and he's safe. Three base running mistakes, two for three, buddy. You guys are living nine lives. <laughs> Leaving nine lives, and Lonnie's asking that guy. He says, hey, man, he's breaking the plane with that foot. Umpire says no. And his opinion is the one that matters. That's why they pay him the big bucks. Right? Right. Three-man crew, again, for a state championship game. No balls, one strike. The pitch. Loose takes the curve over for a strike, 0-2. Yeah, he's looking fastball there. He didn't have a chance to come back and reload. If he would have, he'd have just probably fouled it off or hit something weak. He knows he's got one more strike. No balls, two strikes, two outs. Here's the set and the pitch. Loose takes it high and outside. One ball, two strikes. 67 degrees now at C.O. Brown Stadium. Temperature dropping a little bit. It's 100 degrees down there in that uh, Quincy area. Here's the 1-2. And a chopper is foul down the third baseline. Oh, that was close. Get down that bullpen and rattle around a little bit amongst those benches. Now stays at 1-2. It's closed off that uh, grandstand down the left field line here for the uh, high school game. 
One and two the count. Two outs. Mason on first. Loose has to guard the dish. They're set by Fondrich, and he delivers. High ball two, two and two. Ryan Hemker waits on deck. What a day. What oh, a boy. day. This could be something special. Two and two the count. Two out. The pitch on its way. Loose swings and misses strike three. All right, Orioles. Time to throw some leather at them. One run. One hit. One left. We fight six and a half innings. Stand by, Branch County. Quincy nine. Second on Nouvelle six. This is Branch County Baseball on AM 1590. You're listening to the original broadcast of the 1998 MHSAA Division III baseball final between Quincy and Saginaw Nouvelle, exclusively on the WTVB High School Sports Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're here at C.O. Brown Stadium in Battle Creek, Michigan. Here's a moment that folks in Branch County have been waiting 23 years for. The Quincy Orioles are three outs away from a state baseball championship in Division Three. They lead 9-6. to six. It'll be John Reyes, Brian Knitzer, and Romero Torres, the 7, 8, and 9 hitters due up for Saginaw Nouvelle. Seth Coffing is on the hill for the Orioles. He has gone all the way. And the Quincy Ace is trying to close the show. Here's Reyes. He's had a good day at the dish. Two for three with a triple and a single in an RBI. Hot shot, the second, one hopper. Grab by Mason, throw the first, one out. Two outs to go. That's what you need. Throw a strike and make them hit it. You got eight people out there. And Seven a, behind you. Again, with the lead. So important to get that leadoff man gone. Brian Kadetzer, the batter. He has walked twice and singled. One for one officially. Quincy, ever had a state champion? I don't think in so. Anything? Other anything. than maybe like wrestling or something. I mean, strike one to Knitzer. That's a good question. I mean, like a team or something like that? They've had a lot of good tracks. Well, I can't think of anything else. Here's the 0-1. Curve, and it's outside. Ball one. Oh, I'll ring him up. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, gave me a little shot there, DJ. One ball, one strike. Well, you're a little bit partial. I might have caught the corner. The 1-1. That's in for a strike. Fastball, one ball, two strikes. Coughing is ahead of him. That caught the white. <laughs> right down the chute. Knitzer has to guard the dish. One ball, two strikes. Coughing deals. Curve. Outside, ball two, two and two. It's all right. It's all right. Look at <laughs> Barry says, all right, all right. That gets deep down. He's right. <laughs> two balls, two strikes. Nobody on, one out. The pitch. Ground ball out the second. Mason is there. He's got it on two hops. Throw the first. Two out. The Orioles are one out away. They lead nine to six here in the bottom half of the seventh inning. And Romero Torres is the last hope for the defending state champions from Saginaw Nouvelle. That state title is hanging rather limply right now for the Panthers. Oh, you think of all the comebacks they've had in this tournament. They were down to Jonesville by three runs in the last inning. They were trailing Napoleon. They were down to the last out there, and they came back and won it. Coughing deals as the sun comes out. Strike one! And the Orioles fans are cheering on every pitch. 
Lightning yesterday, sunshine today. Here's the 0-1. Fastball outside, ball one. One ball, one strike. Orioles nine. Second on Nouvelle six. Two outs, last half of the seventh. The Quincy fans on the edge of breaking loose. The 1-1. It's popped up. Short right field. Mason going back. Hecker comes in and the... What? Yes, the catch. Ladies and gentlemen, the Quincy Orioles are state Division Three baseball champions for 1998. And listen to the celebration. had another adventure with that water puddle out there in right field. He was slipping and sliding, but he managed to keep his feet, and he made the catch, and it's all over. The Orioles get the big trophy. And we're going to keep it here. We're going to keep it here. Nothing across for second on Nouvelle in the bottom half of the seventh. Your final score, the Quincy Orioles, nine runs. Five hits, two errors. Here goes the water bucket. And second on the veil, six runs, ten hits, seven errors. I hope Lonnie can swim. Here comes the bucket. <laughs> Look out, Lonnie. Here, uh, he sees it. He doesn't yes, care. Yes, <laughs> me. <laughs> oh, they got him good. They got him good. Oh, my. Ought to be a fun time in Quincy tonight. Well, they didn't know whether they were going to go to McDonald's or one of the bigger places, but I think we better, uh, he better call ahead. <laughs> this is always a tough position right here where you got the, uh, the handshake, you know. Yeah, you want to celebrate, but you got to remember being a good sport. Right. And second on Nivelle, losing today as they give up their state championship. And uh, the errors... Too many of them for the Panthers. I know they're disappointed in the way they played in this game. And I, I'm sure they're thinking, man, if we had just picked the ball up a little bit better. I tell you what, defense, I mean, it just, you cannot give teams second, third, and fourth opportunities. And that's what happened today. And Quincy took advantage of every break they got and got runs across the board. And that's uh, across the plate, onto the board, and that's fantastic. I would, I would go out on a limb, and I think this is probably the first state championship that Quincy's ever had, other than maybe, you know, uh, a team event. I mean, they've had some state championship wrestlers in the past. I've known that, but this is fantastic. Well, we're going to... Fantastic. We're going to stay here through the uh, trophy presentation, obviously. They're going to give the uh, runner-up medals now to Saginaw and Nouvelle, and... It's always interesting at a state final, the, the difference in emotion at the end. The Quincy players celebrating, pointing to their fans, the Nouvelle players, disconsolate over here on the third base side, disappointed. This is a once-in-a-lifetime dream for most kids. You think about how many kids play high school ball and how many of them can say that they've been on a championship team. And again... And they're going to kneel down now, and they're going to recognize the efforts of Nouvelle, and that's sportsmanship. Yeah, they're going to take a knee here. That's what, that's what it's all about. You think of all the thrills they had in this tournament run. Starting back in the district final, they were trailing Jonesville. 
down. They were down three in the final inning when Coffing hits the big three-run homer to tie it. And then they were down in the tenth when Ryan Hefker hit a two-run shot to win it. The following week in the regionals, in the uh, championship game against Napoleon, they took a 7-1 to lead into the last inning. Napoleon rallies for seven to take an 8-7 to lead. The Orioles were down to their last out, two outs and a runner on second when Ryan Callahan gets a single to tie the game. And then they win it in the eighth on a walk to Watson. Then on Tuesday against Bronson, they could jump out to a big lead, fall behind, rally the tie, and then Corey Luce wins it with a two-run homer in the last of the seventh. Yesterday, they fell behind to Rogers City early and then saw a three-run lead disappear as Rogers City rallied the tie. And then in the sixth inning, Ryan Hemker with the RBI triple, which drove in Corey Luce, and then Hemper, Hemker scampering home on alert, base running play when home plate was left unguarded on a pop foul on the third base side. And uh, the Orioles did not have to rally today, <laughs> Doug, thank goodness, as they had the lead, 3-0 in the second. Novell rallied the tie at 3-3 after three. Quincy got the lead back in the fourth with a two-spot. Novell made it 5-4 in the fifth. Orioles then put three up on the board in the sixth. Novell cut it to two on a home run in the bottom half of the sixth inning by Matt Fagia. But then the Orioles got... A huge run in the top of the seventh, which seemed to break the Panther spirit. And Coffing facing the bottom part of the order in the last of the seventh did not mess around. He got Reyes and Knitzer on ground balls to second, and then Torres on a fly ball to right, in which Ryan Hemker had a splash through the water to grab for the final out. Yeah, but he feels like a duck. Yeah. <laughs> the thing, you come in and you look at the scoreboard, you know, you see nine runs, five hits, two errors for Quincy. And you got uh, six runs, ten hits, seven errors for Nouvelle. Anybody that knows athletics can look up there and say, hey, somebody took advantage of some breaks they got. Yep. And Quincy certainly did. They certainly did. All right, now let's listen to the trophy presentation for the Quincy Orioles. And let's uh, bring them out here. We'll try and pick up the public address announcer. Here's Aaron. numbers. Aaron Quimby, the first gentleman out. Aaron Quimby. And he was announced first. Oh, he's standing there. He's going to get his pin. You bet you. Yeah. He may not have played an awful lot today, but he's going to get that pin, baby. You're not going to take that away from him. Here's uh, Trevor Mason, I believe. Yeah, number two. He'll go in order, it looks like. Oh, oh wait a minute. No, no. That was David That Freeman. was 18. That was David Mitchell. Oh, he's going with the non-starters. I see what he's doing. All right. Ryan Haston. Here's uh, Jeremy Ernst with the high black socks. Good look. <laughs> Chris Robowski is introduced. Gets a big hug from Lonnie. It was probably still dripping wet. I mean, they got him good with that water. Here's uh, David George. Greg Weinland. And he gets a big hug from Lonnie. He's a senior. And it's doubly special for these seniors to win your last game. And it's the state championship game. 
Brad Top. He had a heck of a uh, football career and, and uh, basketball career. David Mitchell. He's jumping up and down as he gets introduced. There's Dave Crowley. So the uh, players listed in the program, Dustin Barrett is introduced, and it's uh, Greg Bowers, I believe it is. Now we go to the starters. Here's Trevor Mason. Let's see if we can't pick up the PA guy. Well, it's not too good. Here's Ryan Hemker. This triple did the number yesterday, right? And the base running play following the triple. Shane Watson is awfully excited. I know his brother Danger Boy is pretty excited right now. Corey Roger gets his uh, medal. Here is Corey Luce. And Lonnie's got a hug for all of his players. It's like... Uh, Lasorda when he was at the Dodgers. He got his footsteps on that time. Here's Seth Coffing. Did he win all of the games in the tournament? He won six in a row. That's all the games, I think. Well, Lynch was the opener. Uh, he won in the district. Wow. Coffing won six straight games, and he's getting chest pumped. <laughs> getting his medal now is Ryan Callahan. And here comes... Adam Lynch, or, yeah, Adam Lynch. Here comes uh, Brandon Elser to get his uh, medal. Matt Berry now. I guess you can call him uh, the guts of this Quincy team. He's the one that had the powwow. <laughs> yeah, he uh, read his teammates the riot act earlier in the game when... Uh, Novell came back and tied the game. He got everybody around, and he let them have it. And it seemed to light a fire under his team, and they went out and got two. And now here's Lonnie Yvonne accepting the championship trophy. Well, Jackie Gleason, forgive me, but wherever you are, how sweet it is! Fantastic. They hold that trophy up high for all the photographers there at home plate. Everybody in the orange shirt. Getting a touching that baby. Anybody that plays uh, high school athletics uh, dreams about moments like this. And uh, you just can't take it away from kids. They oh earned my. it. They earned it. Well, we are awfully glad we had a chance to bring it to you here today. And uh, we hope. You've enjoyed yourself, and uh, you folks in Quincy are going to be celebrating tonight. Have fun, but please celebrate with intelligence. Don't go too wild on us now. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of horn hawking if there isn't already down Chicago Street in Quincy as we speak right now. What a fantastic, fantastic end. Well, your final line score, nine runs, five hits, and two errors for the Orioles. Six runs, ten hits, and seven errors. For Saginaw Nouvelle, Seth Coffin gets the win. Joe Frondrich takes the loss. And the Quincy Orioles wrap up the year 30-4. and four. 
and they are the Division Three baseball champions for 1998. And Doug, it was great having you with us, and uh, hey. we're going to remember this game for a long time. I will. I will. Fantastic. Well, here's what we're going to do, folks. We're going to sign off. We're going to take our tape recorder down and talk to uh, Lonnie, Yvonne, and, and uh, some of the players. And then we'll come back on the air here in a few minutes to get their post-game comments. And uh, I'm sure you folks in Quincy, go ahead and celebrate. But as I said, please take it easy, all right? Have a good time. That's the story here at C.O. Brown Stadium. Jim Measel for Doug Johnson signing off for just a few minutes. Again, your final score in the Division Three state championship game, the Quincy Orioles 9, Saginaw Nouvelle 6, and we'll talk to you in a few minutes. So long, everybody. That almost puts a wrap on our original broadcast of the 1998 MHSAA Division Three final, which was preserved on cassette tape by the original producer-engineer, the late Jim Seiler, and digitally transferred by yours truly, Sean Watson. I was there at the game as a paying fan and supportive sibling. My brother Shane was a member of the championship team. Here's a look at the other scorers in the 1998 baseball finals at Bailey Park. The first game of the day was the Division IV final at C.O. Brown Stadium, which saw Southgate Aquinas beat Indian River Inland Lakes 9-3. The Division I final was being played at adjoining Nichols Field at the same time as the Division III final, and Midland nipped Celine 2-1. Finally, the Division II final back at C.O. Brown Stadium saw Orchard Lake St. Mary's get past Whitehall 8-6. Bailey Park was also the site of the 1998 MHSAA softball finals the same day with championship games being contested on two of the complex's softball diamonds. In Division I, Waterford Kettering shut out Portage Northern 3-0. In Division II, Stevensville Lakeshore shut out Dearborn Divine Child by the same score, 3-0. In Division Three, Kalamazoo Christian won the third of five consecutive titles in either Class C or Division Three by edging Richmond 2-1. And in Division Four, it was back-to-back state championships for Burr Oak, who defeated Mason County Eastern 10-0. Winning pitcher Becky Gray threw a one-hitter. She was also the winning pitcher in the 1997 Class D title game for the Bobcats, and she would later lead the Bronson Vikings to the softball state finals in 2015 as the head coach. Now let's take you back to C.O. Brown Stadium. Hello again, everybody. Jim Measel at C.O. Brown Stadium in Battle Creek, Michigan, where about a half hour ago, the Quincy Orioles won the Michigan High School Athletic Association Division III Baseball Championship, defeating the Panthers of Saginaw Nouvelle by a score of 9-4. So the Orioles win Branch County's first state championship in baseball in 23 years, obviously. After the award presentation down by the picnic area on the first base side, it was an excited bunch of Orioles. We had a chance to talk to head coach Lon Yvonne as well as some of his players. Hey, you're, you're speechless right now, I take it. I, I'm, I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm very emotional right now. It's just been a, a, an unbelievable ride. The kids, the kids are unreal. Uh, the fan support. Kid from Novell asked me, he said, uh, is there anybody left in Quincy? And I told him, no, somebody turned out the lights. So we're, we're just, we're excited. This is what we've always dreamed of. Everybody dreams of a championship like this, and we finally have one. Well, today you took advantage of your opportunities. Yeah, we did. Uh, we ran the bases aggressively a couple times. You know, we were thrown out or whatever. But uh, for the most part, it paid off. And uh, we were going from first to third on that one bunt. It was a big one, a really big one. Anything planned back at the school afterwards? 
I don't know. There, uh, there's going to be a big celebration out in the parking lot, I know. But uh, after that, I don't know what's going on. Congratulations, Ronnie. Enjoy it. Okay, thanks, Jim. Well, let's go over and talk to some of the players now as I work my way through the fans. A lot of uh, Quincy fans here, and they're going to take a picture. They're taking a picture now. I guess it's the official team photograph of that championship trophy. All right, pictures are done. Let's talk to some players here. Matt Berry. Matt Berry, come here. How you feeling? Oh, a little battered up. Uh, I feel all right, though. Not the way we wanted the paint pretty much going away. What happened to your pinky? Oh, uh, I came up on a foul ball because the guy was stealing, and uh, it just ricocheted off his bat, and I caught it on the pinky on my throwing hand, so about it. Kind of a strange game. They all hit you, but uh, they committed seven errors. At least you guys just took advantage of all your opportunities. Uh, yeah, we've been doing that all year, though. I mean, we've been pretty sound defensively, and we just uh, come up and when it when we need it. We've been really big in key situations. So. Well, you caught the game for Seth coughing. Uh, what's it like to catch a guy like that? Uh, it's great because I I know I know when the ball's gonna be thrown in the dirt. I know when it's not. He's got that much control. Uh, he's a great pitcher. Every now and then, I gotta throw on a batting glove underneath my hand when he really picks up the speed. But now he's, he's a great pitcher. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Some more pictures being taken. Let's talk to Seth. Come here. Well, don't step on that, man. Congratulations. How's it feel? Uh, pretty much the best feeling I've ever had in my life. Uh, it's the pinnacle of any high school sport. It's amazing. I don't think it's really sunk in yet, but. It was, it was a battle today, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. They're a good team. We knew that coming in, and uh, we knew they would hit the ball real well, and they did, and we just came back and hit it right back at them. So. You guys got the 3 nothing lead. They came back to tie a 3-3, and it looked like uh, Barry had kind of a powwow with you guys there at the start of the fourth inning. Uh, what did he tell you that we can repeat on the radio? <laughs> well, he just said to uh, calm down, you know, everybody get in it, and uh, we're only three innings away from winning a state championship. It's our game, and... And uh, we knew that we could win it as a team. And we were a pretty confident bunch of guys. I think that shows. Congratulations, Seth. All right. Uh, here's Adam Lynch. And uh, Adam, the bottom part of the order came through big time today. Yeah, we've, we've been producing all year through. Uh, everybody was contributing. And that's the way it's been going the whole season. Well, you guys did some, uh, did, you did a marvelous job uh, laying down some sacrifice funds. Oh, yeah. We'd actually been... Uh, Getting a little trouble during the mid mid season and, and uh, not getting our bunts down, but we came came out and we're getting them down and it paid off in the state finals and here we are. Kind of a strange game. They out hit you, but uh, they had seven errors, so you guys took advantage of that. Yeah, we definitely did. Uh, we were hitting the ball pretty well and they just couldn't handle it, I guess. But. All right, congratulations. Thank you very much. All right, here is uh, Shane Watson and uh, boy, this is exciting, isn't it? Oh, it's great. I, I can't believe it. It's a dream come true. Well, you had a come-from-behind victory yesterday. No come-from-behind effort today. Uh, you guys never trailed, but uh, all tournament long, it was like the Pearls of Pauline with you guys. I'm not, well, I don't know what the Pearls of Pauline are, but it was... It was a little bit before your time. <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't just one person. All, I mean, all season. I mean, it was everybody. I mean, a different day, somebody else stepped up. I mean, that's great. I mean, it's a total team effort all year, and I'm so proud of you know, everybody. It's, it's great. The fans are awesome. We we, we outnumbered uh, the visitors' fans all all season long. It was great. Our crowd's great. 
just an awesome feeling. Congratulations. Thank you. It's Ryan Hemker, and it uh, looked like you are doing the 100-yard butterfly out there at times today. A little bit wet, huh? Yeah, it's been wet pretty much all day, and it, it was wet yesterday, too. makes it a little difficult to play out there, but, you know, I just got to concentrate a whole lot. Well, that's what you did on last uh, out. Uh, you had a splash to get it. Uh, tell us about it. Oh, well, I don't know. I just had a feeling it was going to come to me, and at first I went in a little too far, and then the water got me a little bit, but I was able to back up. It all worked out all right. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Those are the post-game comments of Quincy head coach uh, Lon Yvonne and uh, several of his players as the Orioles uh, on top of the world right now. Yes, as the uh, director of the Titanic said at the Oscars, they are on top of the world. Woo-hoo! As the Orioles win the Division Three State Baseball Championship 9-6 to over Saginaw Nouvelle. And that final score is still up there on that Seal Brown Stadium scoreboard. And how sweet it is. 9-5-2 for Quincy. 6-10-7 for Nouvelle. Again, uh, Nouvelle out hitting Quincy 10-5. However, seven errors cost the Panthers dearly. The Orioles able to take advantage of it as they win the 1998 Division III State Baseball Championship. My goodness. What a tremendous moment in high school sports in Branch County. The first Branch County State High School baseball champion in 23 years. It's the Quincy Orioles. Again, they beat Saginaw Nouvelle 9-6. to Well, we're glad you were with us this afternoon here on WTVB. Obviously, we'll talk more about this Monday morning on Delaney in the Morning. Right now, from C.O. Brown Stadium for Doug Johnson, I'm Jim Measle saying have a good night, everybody. And that will do it for this high school sports flashback on the WTVB High School Sports Podcast. If you're listening to this episode at WTVBAM.com or on our social media, you can subscribe to this podcast right now by searching for WTVB High School Sports on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your other podcasts. So you can listen again whenever you want and never miss an upcoming game broadcast. Speaking of which, our next scheduled broadcast on WTVB and WTVBAM.com will be coming up on Friday, August 25th, the return of the Coldwater-Sturgis football rivalry to kick off the 2023 season. Until then, for Jim Measel and Doug Johnson, I'm Sean Watson. Thanks again for listening to the WTVB High School Sports Podcast. The broadcast of today's game is a copyrighted presentation of the Michigan High School Athletic Association and WTVB. No reproduction, retransmission, or other distribution of descriptions or accounts of this game may take place without the express written consent of the MHSAA and Midwest Communications Incorporated.